Ha 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 right? Am I right, Pete? That's right, uh yeah. Struggled by the stereo Cut and depressed in the victim's eye with a public finger on a false alarm Pulling down in a rush of irreversible lies A call so thick that the static blows Leaks off the chests of the people know Spread out and strained as the Friday night, and I'm in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live in the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Moses grape soda. If anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's the garage. Midwest, fucking Europe. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh, R. I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. They What's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. What kind of psycho walks into this shit? Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the garage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Uh, 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 I feel like a like a conductor. Like uh, <laughs> when that ends, and then I cut him off. You know, you take your, both your hands. Say, shit, microphone. You go. Uh, there you go. Try that one. Hello, hello. There you go. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And you take your hands and you and you, you cut off the orchestra. That's that's like power, man. You know. That's like real power. 150 men? Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Few men know what that feels like. You think there's 150 people in an orchestra, something like that? Roundabouts? I don't know. What's the over-under? Depends. What's the over-under on the orchestra? We'll see. The over-under on the Super Bowl 
uh, the line got? that I see. I got a uh, welcome back to life in the broad here on radio. No, nope, thank you, Tree Voight and his tremendous show. Preemptive Strozioi. Um, yeah. And of course, after this show, you can listen to a repeat of Music Off, Music Off, Music Off. And after that, you can tune into to Tuna Can Jones, the top dollar hour right after this show. So, anyways. Late night. Oh, on the, on the overnight. Yeah, Tuna, it's, it's going to be funny. Tuna Can Jones is a big fan of. Uh, do you see here like some weird like crackling in the headphones or something like that? Uh, sorry. Good. Mm, right no, that's good. Um, uh, <laughs> a big I was saying Mario hate that. mail. Tree, Tree Void says it's just called <laughs> Mario Mail. Yeah, there's no one, no one writes in and says, hey, you know what's doing a really good job? Mario. <laughs> We need more of him, man. <laughs> we need more Mario. Actually, some people do say more Mario, but I, those people are it's clinically insane. Sometimes I'll send the link to people at work, like, oh, I should check it out. And they just go, like, you guys just yell over each other the whole time. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> that'll okay, what time did you tune in? This is, this is why it's nice. It's the John and uh, Houlihan and Pete show right now. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Lively banter. Um, the over under on the super. Uh, excuse me, the big game is uh, 54. No, well, well, now it's 54 and a half to me because I teased it. I'll tell you what I did, Pete. What'd you do? The Eagles, the line opens up at like seven. Yeah, or last it's week. It's down to like three and a half. Is it? I looked it was like four. So I got it at four. Okay. So when you do a tease, it's a two-team tease. You take one bet and another bet, you combine them. What you do is you get six points. Either way, on both things. So, so, with that in mind, with that in mind, what I did was I, uh, <laughs> I teased the, uh, I, I, I took the Eagles. Now I'm getting ten points instead of four, and I took the under. Now I'm getting fifty four and a half instead of forty eight and a half. Got it. Got it. Right. I think that's a solid right. bet. Right. It could be, or it could be like, you know. No, it's probably a loser like every other bet. You know, I mean. 14 to 7. You know, it's going to be a tight game. I don't know. I have no interest in the Super Bowl this time. Yeah. I mean, I want everyone to lose. As a Giants fan, the Patriots and the Eagles being in the Super Bowl is, uh, you know. That's why I was even, like, thinking of putting money on it. Worst so thing that's ever happened. Re- some reason to watch, but I don't know. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I just hope. I don't know. I don't know. It's Listen, been a weird season. I root against Tom Brady in all facets of life. Like, if he was, like, if he was. If we were like hang gliding together or going on one of those, uh, <laughs> bungee jumping. Yeah, what you, uh, extreme bungee jumping. I would root for him to to Snap. die. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the other thing where you slide through the jungle on like a rope? Oh, the zip line. Zip line. I'm I'm th- I'm hoping for him to fall off that. <laughs> Snap. Yeah, I got no interest in that guy or the city of Boston or the whole team. stupid coach. Yeah, it's just yeah, jerk off face. I got nothing for those guys, so whatever. This is uh, welcome to the football show, the bitter football show. Uh, I I really, you know, as much as I hate Philly and everyone who lives there and everything about it, uh, you got to go NFC. That's what I'm rational. Yeah, about, that's you know. your rationalization. Yeah, I guess. NFC, <laughs> NFC. I'm an NFC guy. I mean, but as a Giants fan, oh, the, the Eagles are like, the, who's worse? As a, if you're if you're a Giants fan, who's yep. worse, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Oh, Eagles. Cowboys are America's team. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck everybody. Fuck them all. Fuck this show. 
It's 19 degrees out here, God damn it. It's fucking cold. Dude. It's fucking cold. Dude. Like, during the day, you're like, oh, you know, the sun's out. It's not so bad. Two o'clock, yeah. And I was out here for like three hours prepping for the show. I'm freezing, <laughs> dude. I went inside. I put my feet on the radiator. Try to warm them up. Put two more pairs of socks on. I like, put them into my slippers, figuring that You the do the two sock thing? That's... Is that like two condoms? It doesn't really work. Two socks. Defeats the purpose. Banana, yeah. banana. But we need two socks. Yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't, when you layer it up, the problem, all right, I'll tell you, I, listen, I have it down to a science. I'll oh, yeah. tell you the problem with the two socks, right? Once your feet get cold. They're cold. They're cold. Yeah. So now if you put two socks in, you're just insulating the cold inside of your f- foot. I used to put the hot, you know what I'm those warmers in the boots. Yeah, we used to have those too. Hopefully, this is the worst it'll be, and that's it. I lied to the New York Times, by the way, <laughs> just like our president. <laughs> And told them if it was below 20, we wouldn't do the show. So I lied to the paper of record. I have it right here. Looking around, is it laminated? Uh, broadcasting banter from a barrage, and, uh, from a bar in a Queens garage. So the last line of the entire article is, now he says, uh, Mr. Mr. Houlihan, because they have to, that's how they have to, I wonder how many, it. Yep. how many pages they fill up uh, addressing everyone as Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Good old, old style jerk offness. The style. Mr. Houlihan tried installing a wood-burning stove once, but got rid of it after it erupted in flames during a show, causing chaos on the air. Now, this is my favorite part because <laughs> it doesn't. Mario didn't even get a mention for that. <laughs> He's not in the article at all. And then the last line. Now he said, "If it goes below twenty degrees, we call off the show," which is obviously not true because we're not calling it off no. off the show tonight. Because I don't care how cold it is. We have uh, Will Johnson of Centromatic calling in at nine yeah. o'clock. That's right. I think that deserves a round of applause. Hardy, like me and Pete here, yeah. right there. <laughs> cruising here, man. Ryan's frozen on the bridge. Pat's not coming, by the way. There's no Patrick Walsh tonight, oh, so we I'm apologize. We hope uh, Pat takes care of his business. He's a he's a busy guy. Crunch time, and he's he's no fool either. It's fucking cold as <laughs> shit out here. Uh, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Live from the broadcast here on radio now. So Tuna Can's a big Will fan, huh? Yeah. So yeah. he oh, so Tuna Can wants me to get a. Uh, He's like, oh, he, he messaged me. He goes, uh, can you get a station ID? I'm like, ah, it's kind of awkward on the air. So I'm going to totally embarrass him and try to try to get one for him. Like, um, but may, may, maybe I'll ask Will to say like the wrong name, like the tuna fish, whatever show. <laughs> give him one. Yeah, give him a tuna just ruin his life. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Tuna Can. I'll do my best, buddy. We'll try. Tuna Can's very excited about this interview. He's a big Centromatic fan, as we all are. And uh, I've been listening to the band all day. I got to tell you, man. Listening to music in the car is the way to go. It's the only way to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Headphones or the car? The movement. No, what? Can't... Train. Who told you to show up before 9.30? There he is. There's a knock on the door and it's pretty cold. It's Mario and he's so old. Yeah, she Shut is. in the arms. There's Mario's here. It's 8.11. You're all alone. Knock on the door. What do you mean I'm all alone? Me and Peter are having a great radio uh, show. It's, it's sophisticated. We don't talk, need you. Man. Take it easy. Yeah. Like, don't don't let make me read the Mario hate mail. Everyone's like, oh. Could sit in Pat's seat if you want. <laughs> Don't tell him I said to sit in Pat's seat. All right, you're ruining our flow. Yeah, we're, we're me and Pete had a nice flow. Nice banter going. It's disturbed. So in the car, yeah, you got to do it in the car, man. The car is the way to go. It's it's intimate. You're by yourself. Uh, hopefully, you have the. It's like being in a, in a giant pair of headphones. The but you could die, like, if you get T-boned or something. I kind of wish great. I got into that, like, nerd thing of, like, getting the car stereo really souped up. But yeah. I never <laughs> never had that, like... Me neither. Yeah. Like, you don't need it. You just need, you know, 
You need the fourth. A little something. A little bit, yeah. But you wanted to get you. you I know. Sub. I know what you want to do. You want to get like a oh, the knock. You, <laughs> you want to get the subwoofer in the trunk. It's like the mid- CD changer, five disc CD changer in the trunk. It's like midgets wrestling them. And uh, you know you're driving like a a a, a grand marquee or something like that. Okay. Man, my friend in high school had a marquee. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. V8. It was white. It was like a cop, I, I could picture guy. Pete in like a super sport. Driving around with his subwoofer in the back, driving around on Central look, Avenue, looking for twenty bags. He took his hey. air, he took his air conditioner out because it makes slows the car it, fast. Slows it down, man. <laughs> the nine o'clock hour we could have Will Johnson of Central Manor calling in. What do you think of that? I think good for him for not coming in. Here's Pete screeching away in his car. <laughs> <laughs> right by Nathan's. <laughs> you, you grew up in Mount Vernon, right? Yeah. What was it? How choochy was it up there when you were in high school? And so it was a real chooch city. I mean, you're like ten years younger than us, so it was a mix. It was a mix. You didn't of have like, like Guidos or anything, right? Like, they were, that was like the Yonkers, East Chester crowd, right? The Wedge crowd. Mount Vernon was kind of hood, you know. Yeah, it had yeah. its thing. But I went to the old boys. It's uh, the hometown of uh, uh, Denzel and. Sean Puffy, Diddy Combs, Puffy, Ben Gordon, you know, many people. Dougie right. Fresh, Dougie Fresh, the legend. But it was good. He got the best of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I can't. I, I don't think I've ever been to Mount Vernon like proper. Yeah. I don't know what goes on in there. Is it like a city? Is it like a town? Is it like suburban? It's everything. Everything yeah. together. Yeah. It's eight square yeah. miles. They huh. got their own train eight station. square miles. That's yeah. it. That's it. Okay. Mount Vernon, uh, what is, uh, <laughs> I, George Washington slept there or something. Didn't he like live there? Mount Vernon was like George Washington's home, wasn't That's it? That's Virginia, dude. Oh. Really? Yep. I think you're wrong, dude. Uh, dude, no. <laughs> we would know that one. I think you took too many whippets during the Grateful Dead show, and you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just going off the top. Because George Washington, yeah, George Washington totally lived in Mount Vernon. Oh, dude. yeah. That was the estate in Virginia. Okay. We'll see about that. I think he's wrong too, John. But yeah, uh, I think he's wrong too, Chad. I drive through. I drive through Mount Vernon every day. Do you believe me? I know. (laughs) Uh, Rosa's saying this hot air should help warm the place up. Well, what do you offer? You know, don't get me started because I'm fucking pissed off already. Yeah. I I I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I was all full of piss and vinegar. I felt great. I took a shower, went to work, got my jobs done like right in the morning. You know, my boss was happy. (laughs) Seven thirty, you're done. Everyone was happy. Yeah, like at twelve o'clock, I'm like, I ate a sand, I ate a sang wedge, and I, I'm crashing. By the time I got out of work, I'm like all pissed off. Like I'm a moody fuck. Oh yeah, I'm up and down, dude. Really? I might have what do you call that? That nor- the bipolars. Yeah, I think that's everybody though, man. Yeah, it, is it though? The, yeah, the dizzying highs and low I, lows. I may, you know? might need to see somebody. Maybe it was something. It, both, it was such a fucking swing. I talked to someone once, and they wanted one fifty a week. How big, how big was that? Yeah, one fifty a week. I could buy a pair of sneakers a week and be you, you, just you, as happy. You know? well, listen, one hundred fifty dollars in beer a week is uh, <laughs> that's par for the course. Plenty. Yeah, you know. But one of these days, how big was that sandwich you ate? Oh, it was big. That's why <laughs> yeah. you weighed yeah. yourself I down. I don't know. Uh, when I'm at work, I have no portion control. <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> I got today. Oh, I went with something different. Usually, I go with a chicken cutlet with bacon, Ooh. and I tell them to put cheddar cheese on it. Like, I'm a gavon. Barbecue man. sauce? Yeah, I can't eat that. No, no, I'm not a big barbecue sauce guy, but I don't dislike barbecue sauce. Do you get that on a hero? That's right. There's no <laughs> point There's no point in getting on a roll. No. No, never going that no, deep. Why? Yeah, I mean, I'm already walked there and stuff, you know? You I, know might as well, I gotta go long ways. 
So what'd you get today? <laughs> uh, I got a roast beef. Yeah. Do it now. Wrong. Good. Go on. <laughs> Don't listen to Wedge Boy down there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. A roast about. beast um, with uh, mozzarellas. Okay. All right. And I don't call it mutz or mozzarella. I think that's that's dumb, dumb mutz. So, yeah, it was it was basically a simple sandwich: roast beef, mozzarella, but they put lettuce on it. I didn't think there would be lettuce. The shredded. No, they, no, they don't have shredded lettuce. Regular lettuce. I hate yes. shredded yeah, lettuce. They just put it on without you asking. Yeah, uh, they put tomatoes on. Whatever. Uh, I don't like but, that. What, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect that. <clears throat> but I guess they got to fill it up with something. Roast beef is my go-to. Roast beef, cheddar, oil, vinegar. Ooh. Hey, Tommy. The guy in front of me, there was these construction workers, and they all just like look like regular white guys. And all of a sudden, they they all start speaking like Polish to each other. I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like whoa, these guys are Polish. <laughs> and the guy in front of me got, or the guy behind me got the same sandwich, but he goes, "Hey, throw a little Chipotle on there." Yeah. So I'm like, oh, maybe, I, maybe, I should, nice. uh, maybe yeah. I should, maybe I should have should have done that. And yeah, as I'm, he tried to take my sandwich that ever happened to you. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I usually do that to other people though. Right, and that's why I sing. There goes my hero by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Thank you. You guys, just... and I go, I, I'm like, whoa, 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 that's my sandwich. You had Chipotle oh. <laughs> on yours, and he goes. Yeah, man. He goes, I might have fucked up. Chipotle. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I was thinking I should now get it. Yours. I'm like, tell me how it is. He's like, all right. Uh. Oh, it's already 930. So, this is fun, huh? This is some show. <laughs> you guys Tommy look- Rockstar is here now. Ryan is here. Hey. Mario hey. is here. Pete's here. Hey, Everybody's uh, here. Pat's right. not coming in today. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have uh, 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 Will Johnson from Centromatic uh, at the 9 p.m. Eastern hour. Thank you. I was just going to say, you guys just described what I had at Arby's like three minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you stop eating? Disca- you, not yeah. only do you eat meat with your whole vegan thing, but then you <laughs> eat like the worst of the meats. <laughs> I had like chicken. They, you, they, oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Chicken. Then. No, no, chicken. But I had exactly what you described. It was like this got <laughs> what, bone, diarrhea? fucking shredded lettuce, bu- buffalo fucking oh, chicken. Shredded thing. lettuce is the worst. The worst. Oh, the whole the sandwich fell, fell apart while I was driving. I almost crashed in the L.A. trying to eat it. <sighs> I can't eat and drive. I can't eat and like. I I like to eat and read the newspaper. All right, <laughs> read the post. Yeah, so you Daily posted news. all your uh, your uh, free news articles. The New York Times, <laughs> the Daily News. Do you buy, Do you buy the paper? Or you just hope to find it like at the table somewhere, and it's like, oh, I'm going to read this one. Sometimes, um, yeah. Uh, if it's a lady hand me the paper the other day, I was like, oh, thanks, that's cool. But no, nobody buys a paper in my job anymore. I'm the guy who buys a paper. So I became the old man who. And there. if you forget to bring it in, do they all complain at you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, John, where's the paper? Where's the paper? They can complain all they want. <laughs> Roll it up and smack them in the head. Hey, Mary, what are you giving out do over there? They call you Johnny two times. <laughs> no, I'm not the paper guy. But sometimes I like, you know, now that the news is on our phones, and we're in this. Uh, Amazing world of being able to get the updated news. Like the the paper is like, ah, oh, that's yesterday's news. Yeah, literally. And uh, you know, I could just go onto my news app thing and like refresh that, and it's like Donald Trump takes a, a step with his right foot, and then I refresh it, and it's like, and then another with his left, and I know exactly what's happening like immediately. <laughs> that's how Tommy gets the news. Hey, what speak- microphone are you on now? I'm on Pat's mic, like you told me to be. There he is. Hey, speaking of news, I got something. Why can't for you, you guys. just stay on your own mic? You though. told me to go. Past <laughs> no, I didn't. I said you can kind of feel, but you oh, you're oh. I said this while I was cleaning the garage. You always look to move. 
Why can't you just stay in your spot? Everybody knows my mic is damaged, like me. <laughs> you, I, I, I think there's something wrong with it right now, as a matter of fact. I thought he comes in at 945. That's what really? I what said. Is, what is this? He came in at 811. On time yeah, who day. knows anything about the guests besides me and John? We all do. I, all right, good. Yeah, I read my Wikipedia <laughs> today. I love them in Miami Vice. Don Johnson's the that's, best. That's, uh, I can't believe you uh, used that joke already. 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 After you were scolded. Oh, that's a scold? I just thought it was a no, talk of... No, don't uh, you ever stop. <laughs> no, we scolded you. Did you see when people were saying, Jesus Christ and oh my God, stop? The off switch? That, that was, you thought that was the green light to do it again? Off. I thought it meant that... Because his la- it's, it's funny because his last name's Johnson. He thought it killed him. <laughs> Jesus God, man. I also uh, brought justice. His name's justice. not even like John Johnson. I, do, I also brought justice to the Chooch Box chat room there and uh, eliminated the violent racists from the uh, group. There's a violent racist in the chat box? Oh, that's right. Mario <laughs> did it. No, the, the Chooch group, uh, the Chooch of New York group, uh, luckily we haven't had to lay down any rules yet. Most people seem to get it. Yeah, somebody they said, uh, somebody said a, uh, an epithet. An epithet. An epithet. Mm. Referring uh, to eggplants. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like, a, you know, if, if you picture the um, Eddie Murphy bit where an Italian man calls a black man a name, it begins with an M and ends with a Y. So. Rocco. We don't I, like that. Mary? Mario brought, yeah. it to the, <laughs> Mario brought it to the group's attention. And, to uh, the administrators. That's right. Well, that's why I, that's why I have a, 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 a panel of women. Were, were there jujubes involved in that, that joke? No. One of those administrators <laughs> went you know to school with me. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, was this Ranveer? No, <laughs> Admin Ranveer. He's just looking for love, that guy. That was good. It was like this Indian guy who came in, and he was like, I need Best. A, a woman, I love you. And I'm still not sure if that guy was real. But if, if, I want him to if be he was fake, whoever did it did a great yeah, job. Yeah, I think that was another Frankie Maspeth. I don't know, man. Perhaps, that, that's too deep. That's too deep. Yeah, to I don't know. He's, he's too much got time ideas, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some moves. I saw that Frankie Maspeth was graduating to, to become a lawyer or something like that. No, he's, he's taking his Series 7 test to <laughs> become a stockbroker. <laughs> stockbroker, that's it. Come on, I'm giving you the news. Yeah. Oh, speaking of new news, oh, check speaking this of out. stocks, check this oh. out. Okay, Ryan, your friend Rich texted me today. Okay, and you're listening to live from the garage here on the radio. I don't know, and he texts me this. Now, I've never talked to Rich. I can't open my phone. It's too cold. You don't do the thumbprint thing. I, I think I'm a, I'm I'm maxing out. I'm going to erase the whole thing. He he texts me this, like out of nowhere. WMC. What's that mean? Well, that's why I wrote a question mark. <laughs> huh? yeah. Then he writes, stock <laughs> pays a 14% dividend. That's actually a good thing. I wrote back, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he goes, never mind, I'll tell you a cause. And I wrote back, I, I don't care about stocks. <laughs> like, what the? What is that even? Like, he, how would he? I never talked to the guy about stocks in my life. I'm trying to tip I, you I, off. I take, tip, the, I take yeah. the stocks app on my phone and I try to erase <laughs> they hide it, it yeah. and they don't let me. So right. I put it like on the sixth page. <laughs> and he just writes like WMC. Like, what the, what the hell does it's that like, even mean? Give you insider information. Weapons of mass uh, construction. construction. It's a construction firm. <laughs> Contract. <laughs> in Iraq. <laughs> they, no, actually, they're rebuilding. 
It's funny, Rich, that I was just reading a report in CNBC that the stock's hit an all-time low in the last two years. The crash, like, big yeah. time this week. How many down today? Uh, 665. Yes, I can't wait till it all falls down. Oh, listen, listen to you. Man, I'm going to buy lows. <laughs> buy WMC. <laughs> you could buy, like, what, like a, a hundredth of a Bitcoin or something, like 60 Bitcoin. bucks or 80 bucks now. So I'm, I'm pretty good at math. So 8,000 divided by carry the one. John, what you need is penny stocks. You buy individual penny oh, stocks. Oh, God. There's oh, a dude in my God. work who stares. You lose sits, everything. Like, there's a guy in my, in my job who sits there and stares at the fucking penny stock I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what, it's like an old machine from the 20s or some shit? Well, I told, I told another guy at work. I'm like, man, you know, this it's other guy. You know, I'm like, this guy, you know, let's call him Pete. I'm like, Pete, Pete's really into stocks, you know? He's wheeling and, then, and dealing. And then my friend Steve is like, those are penny stocks. Like, guy's freaking. Right, he's gambling. This is my imitation, Mario. Yes. Right? I I listed my car in the penny stock last weekend. <laughs> That's a penny saver. Man. Oh, very good, Ryan, very good. good. <laughs> I, I I invested in a few penny stocks back then in the eighties. Ninety nine percenters have to get behind me, chick. How to work think out? They're worth a, a negative uh, twelve cents right now. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're Sitting on them. You know about the penny stocks, Mario? Of course, of course. I stopped playing the. The stock market a long time ago. Started with the horses. <laughs> Try to the ponies. All, Penny stock in the fourth. Listen, I know it's based on commerce in some way, but it's all really a you know a it's based on commerce Ponzi scheme where these guys in the know bring it up, take their profits, and the rest of us all like, hey, what happened? I thought I was gonna get a hundred dollars from twenty different people. I hey, Mario, do you know anything about this? This this Vakakta basketball team they're assembling to oh in New Hyde God. Park and now I got to go out there every Saturday and I might have to be the coach tomorrow. And your son your son is on a team. I my know. sons are on a team. I just got the scoop this afternoon. It's like some kind of police athletic uh, league PAL. bullshit. Yeah. Pal, a pal league. And there's going to be no coach. I'm going to have to go out there. I need Pete to help me we'll uh, draw coach plays, the basketball. Yeah. Dude, I need you draw plays, man. You got to be my assistant. I'll wear my suit. Yeah. Box out. Yeah. What is the story? It's f 14 to 19. My I have no idea. 14 yet. My son's like my son's like nineteen. Old. He's gonna be in there. Oh, it's fourteen to nineteen. Yeah, that's gonna, not. You're gonna be dealing with real. some rough, rough hombres, oh. hombres. Fourteen to nineteen. Who made that group? Hombres in that in that group. <laughs> it's from the Prince like you either you know you're just going into puberty or you're like uh, have a you know you're a man and you're in college. <laughs> the fuck you're is in that? Junior college. Hey, junior college. Really right. I don't want any of those nineteen year olds hitting on our kids. Now he's not even close to the mic. I don't want any of those 19-year-olds hitting on our kids. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I love to be Miami Vice. Ah. Um, hey, speaking of tonight's guest. But I don't know. If I got to be the coach, man, I, I, I'm enlisting my, my older son to help me. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to take out the kids who are tired. That's what, that's my... <laughs> I'm like, hey, you tired? Don't you yeah, know I'm freaking game? exhausted. All right, sit down You for know a the minute. game. You know the game. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know the You got to draw plays. I, and I don't know the... Get the dry board. <laughs> I'm like Stan Van Gundy's out there. John, take a look at the cigarettes that Mario's smoking. I got new Asian yeah. cigarette connection. That's how I know I'm going to be, you know, God, Mario's smoking, smoking a pack of cigarettes. Look, with it's working. Look at my teeth. It's this is a, an actual picture of Mario's teeth on the pack It's like a mirror. <laughs> Stand back, Brian. <laughs> it's a reflection. Ryan. John, look at my teeth. Look. Ugh. No. I, look, I two want... of them gone. <laughs> I was smoking those Thank God. for two days. I lost two teeth. This is your teeth are horrible, and and Mario goes, no, that's part of my personality. Well, yeah, I guess you're right in a way. I'm having a personality crisis. You just got Mario. Those are those Chinese cigarettes? What are those? They are. Mario's I'm, mouth looks like a. I have a new connection. <laughs> I will be revealing it next week. I have the prices and everything. Do you for have Blu-rays too? 
Vietnamese <laughs> yeah. cemetery. Wait, you, are you getting these shipped in from China or some shit? Yeah, I don't Coach know, even know what the chemical makeup of these things are. Who knows? Oh, I'm reading it upside down. By the way, if you like what you're hearing, you can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash barrage and donate right now. More of this. Guys, we're up to $10 a month. Two people have donated. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, it's out? Well, I'll come Well, it's not. Well, it's a soft look, open. Look, Tommy is supposed to write the actually, copy, which everyone promised, and no one have it. No, actually, nobody did I'm shit. almost done with it, so we'll have that oh, really? by, yeah. uh, right. tomorrow. I'm finishing yeah, the whole gonna, thing. Uh, Tomorrow's my day off. We're going to have that. tiered prize structures. I'm going to be the fulfillment guy. This is going to be yeah. great. That's right. Chinese Mario's going to fulfill all of your orders. So if if you get a T-shirt and it has like crumbs in it and, and pepperoni shit, for pepperoni. less than a cup of coffee a day, you could help these five frozen folks at the barrage. <laughs> the pack of Asian blues. <laughs> Fucking <Asian> cold blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some, some some this Korean girl outside. She's very cute and nice too. Know. Asked me, she goes, "Oh, I forgot my ID. I was in Optimo, which is the cigarette store." I go, "Oh yeah." So I go, right, it's, it's like it's like two o'clock. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Three o'clock in the afternoon. This is, you know, you start drinking now. <laughs> right on. You know, she goes. I forgot my ID. Could you buy me a uh, what was it called? a mango pod? What's that? Some, some- For the vape. I go. Yeah, mango pod. Sure. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what a mango pod. I go. What the fuck is a mango pod? You young Korean lady. <laughs> Here, have an Asian cigarette. So it's um, you know, it's a vape thing, I guess. Whatever. But I go, I, I, I bought a lot of uh, illegal stuff for kids from minors <laughs> outside of gas stations and Seven Elevens in my lifetime. But uh, that was a first mango pot. I hope she enjoys. Uh, then I looked up up on the internet. Apparently, you get two hundred hits out of the mango pot. Damn. And there's four of them in there. Well, it's got nicotine. Twenty bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, uh, it's cigarette vape smoke. Where's Pat? When we need him, vape juice. Vape juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's nothing gross in like vape juice. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. This shit explodes all over your pocket and I had covered sh- in like mango pod. I had the shit in my backpack. It still stinks of that stuff yeah. from like two years ago. Well, you should throw that backpack in the yeah. garbage, my friend. Throw in the wash. Throw in the wash. One or the other. Come to your senses. Hey, Tommy you- Rockstar, you do laundry? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got one of those fancy. Uh- <laughs> this guy's got a thousand. A billion T-shirts in the apartment. He never, he never folded one in his Do life. Do you make somebody else wash your dirty drawers professionally? What? No, professionally. Yeah, you Dro- drop it off drop the off? laundry. Oh and- no, no. You, you guys, I got one of these like fancy washer dryers in my apartment unit. It's like oh. in, inside, ah. it, so it makes it easier. Do you have a professional shirt folder? Yeah, like her name, a cardboard her, thing. That's what flat, I mean. Oh, don't say her name's Leia. <laughs> her name is terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. No, uh, actually, I do all the folding. Actually, I gotta say, I'm, I'm an expert folder after doing like. 10 years of events. When, in, be, in between girlfriends, when you're living by yourself, mm-hmm. are all the clothes just crumpled up on the ground on the floor? How dirty? I, I, I picture your apartment pretty sloppy, like, by if you're by yourself, right? No, actually. Because you're gotta, all over the place. I got to say, I'm kind of OCD with that are stuff. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. You have everything nice and neat in there? For, for the most part, but we're getting a little, we're part. outgrowing mm-hmm. our apartment, so we are, we're a little jammed with too much stuff in there, yeah. so we've been yeah. doing a lot of purging. When you come home and you get, get into bed, do you... Uh, just throw your clothes on the floor, or do you fold your pants up and like uh, put them on the? You'll be really proud so, of me, man. I, I bought like a jean rack. I'm proud of you. Right? So I, I hang my jeans <laughs> on the rack. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, hang your jean rack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also check this out. I was listening to a live from the garage episode way back when you were like, dude, if you don't make your bed, your whole day is going to be screwed up. So ever since hearing that, oh, I'm like, really? You're right. You know, so and I, I hear that bed. in my own voice every day, every and day. I still like half the time don't do it. Yeah, I know. Do you uh, do you fold up your jeans and put them in the freezer by any chance, oh. like uh, <laughs> like an old friend of ours does? 
I used to do that in Little League because they used to wear the like, stupid 100% polyester pants and it would be like so hot so I'd put them in the freezer and then put them on before going playing baseball. Well, we, we were told that you don't, you don't wash jeans. You just yeah, keep you them in the freezer. Them. I don't understand no, how that silly. makes silly. sanitary in any sense. That's but. bullshit. Wash your jeans. Don't worry about don't it. Care. Okay. Yeah, just I wash my jeans all the time. Are you talking about dungarees? The life I live. I'm running around. There's grease flying all over the place, it's and who knows what else? What you, 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 you never wash your jeans. How you long did you jeans, get out of a jeans pair of jeans? Full of pee dribble. Yeah, you got to wash your jeans. I remember Dave, some kind of maniac. It was Dave Harrison who said he never washes jeans. I wash those things regularly. Yeah, those Steve, things are worse. Steve V. It depends right. on the denim. I could right. get like yeah. four or five wears. <laughs> it is out of true. Are you guys yeah. talking about dungarees? Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah, man. Dungarees. I don't wash my dungarees. Uh, what do you mean you don't wash? You don't wash anything. I like, ever? Exactly. I don't wash hardly anything. <laughs> uh, my, my teeth are falling out. <laughs> How often do you wear clean underwear, like, oh, yeah, during the week? How much you drink before me? you Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, go for, I at least try to get at least three changes in a week every oh. other day. Oh. Right, but let's say you go to school in the morning, Do you and you don't take a shower, right? Normally. You wash in the Do sink? you at least change your underwear, like, to get a good feeling of, like, some kind of freshness or not? Yeah, the socks and underwear every other day. Oh, you do? Every other, every day. other day. Oh, my God. How do you wear the same underwear twice? Yeah, you can. Dude, you can't do two days in a row in underwear, buddy. No, do your students fuck. ever say to you, you, you wore that yesterday, Mr. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I basically wear the same pants every day. Uh, <laughs> and an eight ball Because my keys are attached to them. <laughs> I change the shirt every Supreme day, but the, the pants are the same. I tell them it's my art room pants. <laughs> it's my smock. Well, yeah, when you're an art teacher, you could just go to school with, like, you know, Pants covered in paint. Be the eccentric. Yeah. Brought to you by the Yakka Tracker Corporation. I can. <laughs> hey, speaking of laundry and, and shirts, check this out, guys. What do you guys think of this? Play with sticks. John Houlihan. Mm. Mm. Hey, mm. fake news editor. Uh, Mar- uh, oh, it's Mar- in the post font. Tommy has a shirt in a New York Post font, which uh, I would describe Your it nipples as. Nipples are starting to pop says, out oh, all man, of a sudden. It's called fake news editor. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, that's great. That's Is great. that one of your creations, Tommy? No, I saw that online. I'm like, I'm the only person in the world who deserves to be wearing that. <laughs> 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 I like laundry, though. <clears throat> you laundry? like laundry? I do. I like doing it. It's yeah, therapeutic. Once you, once you get, go- once zen, you get yeah. going, you get zen. You get into it. Yeah. What about socks? Like I, I used to fold them in balls, but now I just fold them in like... Like two together and just fold them over. Fold them in half and flip it inside. Well, out. when I got really into it, I, I no, I don't. No, the balls is no good. You just yeah. fold over the top. Yeah, that's and, what I do. and leave them hanging. Yeah. You stretch that's it out. That's the way to go. The socks, yeah. fuck them. <laughs> Actually, I got to a point if where you ball them up. It's way too much work to ball them up yeah. and then to unball. I was oh, going dumb. Through, I was going through so many socks that I just started like. Using them as disposable, I would just buy more. Oh, and that's food. not right. Uh, what kind of what? environmentalist are you? Listen, man, I have a lot of opinions on socks, and you guys are doing it all wrong. You need to get the merino wool socks. Yeah, that's what I got. Smart yeah. wool, man. Yeah. I'm telling oh, you, man, John. your feet will thank you. Your life will change forever. Do you don't, know what this little red remote is for, If you're still wearing for, white John? socks, kill yourself. Thank you. Do you heat, know what this is for? Heat your socks. This is to no my the soles oh, of my yeah. shoes. I have a Ryan has a little remote, remote control. control there. You uh, got remotes on the soles of your shoes. After doing this for six years, I mean, <laughs> really? you, have to, you have heat in your shoes. Yeah, uh, you yeah. son of a bitch. It's, this, it's the insole. Uh, it heats up. You <laughs> what? That's what he wore to the Winter Classic. Great. That's my favorite uh, Paul Simon song. <laughs> I got heaters on the inside of my shoes. Heat is on the inside of my shoes. Heaters on the inside of my shoes. What the do you think of next? Yeah, I wore that to the Ranger game out, out at City Field. And it, <laughs> I know. it helped for a while, but do you first want... always, the feet are for, always the first to go when it's cold. That's what always makes me miserable. If this first. kind of conversation uh, enthralls you, Patreon, Patreon <laughs> slash 
Right. So I went Patreon. out. I went out to California Patreon. this week. That's right, Mary. That's right. You could donate money. I am. I'm one of the original donators. <laughs> I can't wait to get back on. <laughs> you imagine that, Paul? By the way, uh, hey, this Patreon. Our, pay for this. Our friend Nate Donlin, who's in the hospital right now, get well soon, sir. Um, I think he had his colon out when he was like 12. Ooh. He's got all sorts of digestive problems, so he's in the hospital. Thanks and, for uh, divulging that. Yeah, he uh, he had a colonoscopy, which I don't understand how they did it. If he he's without colon, but. Apparently, they tried anyway. And when he was in the recovery room, he meets Paul Schaefer. He's got a selfie with Paul Schaefer. Wow. He's like in his yeah. hospital bed. Like, yeah! Colonoscopy, <laughs> 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 ah, Paul. Did you ever hear such a thing? Put things in your ass, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> right up there. Those are your stethoscopes? Are those Reynolds? <laughs> I went out to California this week, and I saw uh, Superfan Mary, PlayStation Mary out there in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Mary she's, uh, she's the best. She's Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? Some of Leah's friends, uh, who I'd never met before, threw us a little like off-the-cuff uh, engagement party out there. Nice. Ah, ah, ah. Did you get cool. a toaster? Nice. Well, actually, so Mary... When is this marriage happening again? It's uh, September 1st. Do I have to go to this? Yes, you do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you all I do. I can't wait to go. September 1st? Save the date. Is it outside? Yes, it is. Ah, it's going to be hot as ball. It's going to be perfect. Oh, it's going to be upstate? Yes. All right. You got, got a nice cool... You got a swimming hole? I got <laughs> a pond. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's full of koi. <laughs> Tire swing? You got a boat? <laughs> Tire <laughs> Not swing. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll have all that shit. We're preparing for that as we speak. <laughs> I can't wait to... This is Tommy's wedding with the tire swing. <laughs> <laughs> Whose turn is it? Drinking out of a hose. <laughs> <laughs> Hudson River, breeze blowing. No, so fucking... You're by that diner, right? Yeah. Yeah, by the Pika Moose Lounge, too. I like how long it takes him to realize they're playing Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart J. Nodes on the chat box checking in. Uh, hey. Facts, do It's called a pouchoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> when you don't have a colon, it's called a pouchoscopy. No, so, so Mary shows up, and she she's walking in with this massive box, and it was like a gift for us. And I was like, what the fuck? And we, Laundry we, talk. We opened it up, and it was a fucking suitcase branded with Kiss Destroyer on it. It was a Kiss suitcase that she gave to Leah. Wow. Very cool. Because when she was walking up, we're like, we can't fly home with this. And she's like, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> Everything's a ki- Kiss suitcase. A lawsuit case. That'll go great with your pajamas. What PlayStation are they up to now? Four, four. or five? Four. four? Yeah. Oh. Should, I buy, should I get a... The girls want it. I was wondering if I should get a four or wait for a five. I don't know anything don't know. about it. My friend just bought a PlayStation 2 because he's our age, and he's like, fuck that. I get like got a DVD player. I got like Grand Theft Auto, and it's like, you know, games. It really is. Uh, he goes, that's all I could do. Like Madden 2005. <laughs> he's like, that's all I have the, so you know, the yeah. dexterity for, and that's yeah. what I, you know, so I'm just doing it. Oh, so my friend's playing Madden 2017 last weekend, and I thought I was like really TV. watching It looks football. like TV, man. That's yeah. right, Cold Carbone on yeah. the chat box. Frankie Five Angels, the greatest Godfather character ever. Thank God Clemenza because had a contract dispute, <laughs> and Frankie Five Angels had to step in because... Where do you live now? I live in uh, uh, Navy uh, Barracks with the FBI <laughs> I didn't come here for dinner. I uh, Michael Corleone did this. <laughs> I Corleone did that. I made it all up. <laughs> A porter. I, I said, Cheech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sees his brother with that bolero tie in it. <laughs> like, no way. It's between uh, the brothers. Game. Could you please describe to us who the man is? Of a, he's just his brother. Uh, Michael Corleone did this. I call me on the day. I said, yeah. I mean, it all up. 
His gavel's banging. <laughs> Everyone's all pissed off. The other, the other senator's tie-tailing it out of there because he killed a hooker. What now? Great. Oh, well, you got to pay uh, attention you to watch this movie. Right? Yeah. It's called The Godfather, Tom. I don't know if you've heard of it. Ryan, I got uh, one of those Nintendo NES Classic games. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. No, I, the, I want the game, the football game where you can see the Jets fans getting thrown out of the stands. <laughs> I got the one with the That's boxes and the, like, I don't want the Hubert. I don't the want Nintendo the old bullshit. Oh, the Super Nintendo. <laughs> the, 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 the first one. Yeah, it's great. Dude. Uh, playing no, you Mario Brothers. Super Nintendo, man. Yeah, that's what's next. They were selling those. They came back in stock. Those yeah, are the Super yeah. Nintendo was the one who had like the, it had like a... With the Zelda? A weird switch on the top, like it was like a, almost like a purple ribbon. Yes, you exactly. push back up and back and forth, like a like on a slot. That just kind of came out, Very but I, I finally got the first design. one. Dude, I've been playing with Mario Mario Brothers like the whole time. You've you been know? playing with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so did you play with Mario Brothers? I never I, heard of the Mario Brothers. Never saw the Brothers. Never saw Brothers. Did this? Did that? It's all whores. Yeah, we had a lot of buffers here, Hannah. They leave the gambling to last. <laughs> Willie Chichi. <laughs> I like Cheech. Just funny. Cheech, aporta. Buffers? I also saw a friend of the show, Chris Kasugas, out there. Oh, love Kasugas. Great. What was he up to? We uh, we invited him out. We went to the Black Bear Diner together. He invited him. Where out. was that? Merced or something? Yeah, somewhere around there, like uh, Morgan Hill. Is that Hill. how you pronounce where he lives? Merced. 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 I've been calling him Crandall. No, this is more closer <laughs> to like... <laughs> <laughs> Like this out in the middle. Of, it's like everything out there smells like garlic and mushrooms because it's a big farm. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the honor of. <laughs> and Kazuga's laughing. I'm trying to cut it, and Mario's still talking over. Yeah. <laughs> so in the honor, in the honor of. We were talking about the Godfather there, obviously too. <laughs> nothing changes. I heard you got a lot of complaints about me lately. Oh, I got a lot of Mario hate mail, yeah. or as as people call it, Mario mail. And Tommy, uh, you know, is upset. But listen, man, people are mad. What they are you go, mad about? Well, uh, here's a. Did you print it out? Here's um, uh, listener number four from anonymous. It's Phil. Mario mail. It's Mario, Mario mail. It's, it's Mario mail. mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Paul. It's Mario mail. Yeah, yeah, Mario music, Paul. <laughs> oh. Um, Mario hate mail. <laughs> we like to call this segment Mario hate mail. <laughs> That's right. The top ten reasons Mario sucks. Um, <laughs> Candace from Idaho says, is, here, "No, this is Phil from Kalamazoo." He says, "Mario's a real drag." Kazoo. I thought that was like so so devastating and to the point. It's the that, yeah, that, I, I almost feel bad reading it. What's next? Here's another one. Keep for coming. <laughs> <laughs> this week's mailbag. This is Vito this is from Staten than Island. My email. Vito from Staten Island says, uh, <laughs> "Vito." <laughs> he says, cousin. "Oh no, I never listened to the show." He, he was trying to order a pizza. Um, so Steve. Steve from Wisconsin. There's so many to choose from. It's hard. <laughs> Steve from Wisconsin says, turn Mario's mic off, break off the knob, and throw it into a lake and set, <laughs> set the entire barrage on fire. I think it's already happened. <laughs> the lake part puts some real effort into I'm it, I'm in too, charge you know, of like... setting the barrage on fire. And this one's from Brad in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> oh, my good friend Brad. From Brad in Grand Rapids. My I don't greatest... know who, who? who it could be. It says, fire Mario immediately. So. My greatest fan. <laughs> 
We're supposed to do a TV show together one day, Brad. Don't think I forgot about it. I that. like you on this, Mike. You sound better. You're, yeah. You're, and, and you, compression. And, listen, you're you're let you're not drunk, which is good. Yet. <laughs> You're doing a yeah. fine job tonight, my friend. I don't oh, care what you, these. Sir. Listen, I'm the only thing standing between you and uh, the, is, a pitchfork. Right it now. is the mic. And that Ryan, mic back there is the, the worst. <laughs> yeah, actually, John, I was thinking about it that. It does sound sweet. I can't hear anything. I have I, a great idea. I, Buy I, your yeah. own microphone. I was going to talk to you guys about that. I realize in some episodes that my mic sounds like shit, and other times it sounds great. Mm, so. I'll get the uh, IT t- team right on, <laughs> right on it. I want to go buy my own mic, but I need your guys' advice on which kind of mic to buy. Uh, well, get a Larry King mic. Do you like these? The mics that me, uh, Ryan, and Pat are using are like $2,500 oh, mics. God. Damn. Wow. Pat found in the garbage. I don't know. Pat <laughs> off the back of a truck. Oh, this one's mine. I got this one. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what they are. This is what you used to like. You don't need... Actually, I think the SM57s sound great on the radio. Yeah, and you can actually. hammer nails with them. You can, yeah. That's yes, what yeah. you're on right now. You're on a beta. Sometimes, yeah, right. sometimes they sound like... Shit, sometimes well, it sounds good. So. Or- yeah, James Burns in the chat box agreeing me. Uh, the SM, uh, oh, SM7B. Sorry, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I might. Uh, want, no, I don't. I, I have one of those, I think. Okay. He's a bullshit mic that's made out of plastic. That's what, <laughs> but the, the difference between, like, you know, there's a million YouTube videos, like, oh, it's a $2,500 mic versus. An unboxing. I would never pay. Like, every mic. I just think mics should be free. Like, I should I should have a bunch, which I do. Yeah. Like, like SM57s and 58s. They, and they all sound fine. Well, soon when we become <laughs> listener-supported radio, we'll have money to buy all the fancy mics we need. That's right. And we should take a break before our guest, cool. Will Johnson of Centromatic and a million other projects calls in. I got a million questions for that guy. He's nice enough to, to do the show. So uh, should we take a break now, Tommy? Yeah, let's yeah. take a break. And I got notes on the guest for you guys, too, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tommy I'd like to, so like... Prepared. What we should do is really, ideally, get together like at six o'clock, sit yeah. in the living room by the fire, and and, and and like have a meeting. But it, it that has no. never happened in two hundred and twenty-one shows. I'll do that with you next week, though, because I'm going to go over the the what? final notes on the Patreon. We Wait a minute, what week. about the Applebee's uh, dinner? What? Oh yeah, we got to include oh that. No, no, there was this. It did happen once. It was an Applebee's dinner before the show. Where was I? That's right. Yeah, but that was a meeting about like how shit sucked. And how bad I was. Cause like, I was, we never have a meeting about content. If you weren't there, yeah. that means it was about you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was when Dave Harrison and Harry took me to Applebee's to talk about the show. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? I got coupons to Applebee's. Actually, that's not true. We once had a meeting with before Mark Maron. That was a good one. We yeah, had a little yeah, we did. Prep. Once in a while that happened. And, and when uh, Fox came. What are you guys, like, Fox, busy yeah. all day? Yeah, dude, what I fuck? just finished work like an hour ago. <laughs> really? What's it, what, what do you mean, work? You work, make your own hours. I came straight from the bridge. Put this in a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> this is fake news, editor. I made it up. <laughs> now it's Tommy and Mario. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Hybrid. Pete, you got some music for us, buddy? All right, thank you. And uh, we'll be back with Will Johnson of Centromatic. Yeah. Thank you for uh, Live from the Barrage Radio Dope. <laughs> oh, I don't want to go up. Now we're talking. Yeah. 
happening or something right you hear that something weird going on oh boy there's a there's a there's a there's an errant microphone or something can't find it can't find the signal problem yeah 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 all right we're back live from the broad here on radio nope you can hear us every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Radio Nova. And, of course, the podcast is available for download on iTunes and all of your favorite podcast apps. 
So it's pretty easy to listen to this uh, insanity every uh, week. Just do it. And if you don't listen to it, go to iTunes and leave us a review. Are you a jerk? Stick it up your keister. Send me your hate mail. Let me go eat this walk to get us through it. Hello? Hello. Hi, Will. It's John Hulhan from Live from the Broad. You're on the air. How are hey. you doing, man? Hey, John. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks for, so much for uh, calling into the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm, I don't have much to offer in this world, but I try to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> Being on time is, uh, is half, half the battle, right? You know? Yeah, it's just all downhill from here. I'm afraid. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you've come to the, you've the, come right, to the right place. Uh, Will Johnson from Centromatic, and uh, of course, um, uh, the Monsters of Folk, New Multitudes overseas, South San Gabriel, a million different projects. He paints baseball pictures. He does it all, and uh, we appreciate you calling in, and taking some time out to to do it. It's really nice to have uh, yeah. some of our musical heroes be nice enough to call. Yeah. Good. Thank you for the sweet words. Thank you. you know, I didn't mean you, but... Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> of course. No, nah, thanks, man. Yeah, it's very nice. You, um... <laughs> I told you it was all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're calling from... Uh, are you living in Austin, Texas? Is that where you're calling from? Yes, I'm in Austin right now. And um packing things away and getting ready to leave for a tour starting next week. Um, I'll drive them. You know, you Monday, have, and then uh, the tour starts Thursday in St. Louis. You have to update the Will John Will uh, um, slash what is that? No, Will dash Johnson dot com website because it says no, no dates. tour dates no, coming I up. Found it. I found no, it. I know. I have I have I have other research on that. I'm just letting Will know that that's uh, it says that he's not appearing Upon anywhere. Google. Will is on tour every day. You don't even have a break. I saw that you every day you're playing from the eighth to the. Uh, 18th to the eight what uh, 12 days in a row yeah it's a it's a full size all you can eat kind of tour um i think there's one night off in there somewhere but it's back to days of your kind of touring for this one so uh it'll be interesting I'm, i got a fistful of uh emergencies and and uh a good neck pillow or whatever and i think i'll be all right <laughs> have you uh i gotta so, recommend to you um someone i i gotta the total pillow like as seen on tv yeah you could fold it up and stuff it's 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 a circle it's not a neck pillow it has you know it's 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 a complete circle i can't it goes all the way around it goes all the way around (laughs) where the other one you know doesn't it's ergonomically that sounds it sounds ergonomically more sound it sounds just right it's solid man i mean and if you could pick one up like in a kmart or something i guess on your on your in your travels or something they probably have it there and like in the uh, as seen on tv section of your local uh pharmacy or something like that <laughs> get a free cash. i'll get an advance on my fall per diems and uh, <laughs> sign up for one on this tour it's in the so, i'm already working on fall per diems at this point <laughs> nice. but uh it's fine i think my credit's okay hopefully yeah. uh, when, uh, <laughs> and now are you like uh, are you on this tour are you like a hired gun kind of as you've been on um <laughs> that's i just i hadn't thought of it this way but sure i guess i guess so i mean it's a record that my friend pete and i put together in memphis about a year and a half ago that we're going out to support and uh 
both of us wrote the songs for the record oh, and then okay. we backed each other on all the instrumentation but yeah in a way i guess for at least half the set i'm going to be a hired gun and then the other <laughs> half uh a hired gun that happens to sing the songs that i wrote but just yeah. a hired yeah largely a hired gun <laughs> i have an unsuccessful band and i also um <laughs> sing sing the songs that, like like you know we don't want to switch like as a gimmick but i you know i it, I do the songs that I wrote, and the other guy does the songs that he wrote. It makes sense, right? Yeah. It's like, what am I, Lieber and Stoller? I'm going to make somebody else sing my song? It sounds it's ridiculous. No, I, I, I very much feel that way. I've been that way even since the, the one of the first bands I was in. I would write guitar parts and you know come up with vocal melodies, but I was always sheepish to come up with lyrics because I didn't want to force those upon the... Right. The singer, you know, he was the one that had to stand up there and sing it every night. So I never became insistent about, you know, lyrics or anything like that. But um, nonetheless, yes, uh, I've I've been woodshedding for the last couple of days trying to learn this record. And so we will, even though I've been playing in bands for a lot of years, good grief, a quarter of a century, I guess, touring and stuff. This will be this particular band's first tour and first true shows. So, uh you know, I'm pacing the floors a little bit, trying to remember how to be a decent side person. Well, you guys wrote. Try to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Is it different uh, when you when you guys write the songs? Obviously, it's different than the, if you just go out with a, a band and everything's written already. Do you have a problem with that? Like you're kind of like like the live studio musician kind of thing, or is it freeing in a way where you just like the pressure's off and okay, I just have to learn my part. And, and, uh, it's kind of freeing in a way. I mean, it, it definitely it gives me it gives me something new to get nervous about, um, and I like that. I think that's a good thing. It, yeah. it keeps me from getting too comfortable or complacent, uh, just playing the same old songs over and over. Um, and I always like the the risk versus reward, the chance that the whole oh, thing is going to fall on its face. It's a really exciting feeling for you know for a night. So I, I think it's I feel like it's healthy for me personally to be uh regularly in touch with that with that feeling um and i think maybe that's what keeps touring exciting for me as the years have gone i thought i'd be sick of this shit but i mean this stuff by now no that's okay um, you could say you could say uh, i was that was that was what i was gonna ask you next aren't you like (laughs) doesn't it get to be we didn't discuss that sorry Uh, i thought i might be tired of it by now but that feeling that'll that feeling alone kind of keeps me um compelled and turned on to coming back to touring and and making records and going out and touring with different folks i just like that energy and changing the scenery do you uh at this point do you still like being in the van and stuff or is that just like a drag um that that's a day that's a day-to-day situation (laughs) some days that someday that feeling is really thrilling and the camaraderie is wonderful and and uh and 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 it's still very kid-like. And then other days, you just realize like, that uh, it's not it's, it's not that much fun. Some of the romance is gone. It's not as exciting to see that love's truck stop in Laramie <laughs> in 2018 as it was in 1992. And you know, it's just that's the way it goes. <laughs> what was the last? It's time day to day. We were talking to Will Johnson of uh, Centromatic, of course. President Tommy, what's that? When was the last time you were on tour? He's always on tour. Uh, November. Okay, so it's not it's not a huge was, gap for you. Will, do you have a family that you're leaving behind when you go on these tours or anything like that? 
Yes, yes. Uh, I have a wife and then two kiddos. One's, well, my stepson is 12 and then my daughter's seven. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, with them being really active and, you know, they're they're both heavily involved in drum lessons and basketball and stuff like that. So it's not always easy to to pack up and go, but they're very understanding and very patient what? Yeah, my with kid, this my... strange life. My kid's taking drum lessons at school, and I, I, I set up the drum set. This is the second kid, by the way, I've set up the drum set for who just completely ignores yeah. it. And uh, I got to beg him to practice and stuff, and I don't want to, like, push him in there. <laughs> I, I, I got I to pack up this drum kit again. It's just driving me nuts. I'll take it. I, you know, you want to be into it. When, when I, like, I'm a drummer by trade, I guess, or whatever. And when I was a kid, like, I, I, I would do anything. It's like, get a snare drum or something. And I was, like, into it. You have to be into it, right? You can't just, like. Yeah, you gotta want to do. You it. can't tell somebody to do it. They you have to want to do, it, but they, but they don't want to do anything. Where <laughs> <laughs> they get that from? Yeah, it's a it's a different it's a different energy now. I mean, uh, there are more screens and you know, like more video game options, I suppose now than there were when I was you know my oldest age. And I have to take that into consideration. But yeah, I was yeah. I would walk in the door just chomping at the bit to get behind the drums and make as yeah. much noise I could as I could up until. You know, 9 p.m. when cutoff was basically it was when you know quiet hours started, I guess, so to speak, at the house. And and uh, it's not always that way. Sometimes sometimes they charge in the door and they're fighting for space behind the kit. But then other times, you know, five or six days will go by and and it doesn't get played. So yeah. it's very um, it, the the gears shift strangely around here, and it's kind of herky jerk, I suppose, with regard to that. What do you kids listen to uh, these days? I mean. Uh... Are they are they going back to oh. a lot of stuff that we listened to back in the day, or is there a lot of bands we've never even heard of? or don't pay much attention to. I I just uh, or do they listen to pop like my kids do, like uh, Disney Channel stuff. It's a little <laughs> bit of both, and it it fascinates me at times how these these trends kind of go with 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 my kids here. But my youngest, a year and a half ago, she discovered Black Sabbath and was really oh, obsessed. You know, at age six, and I. I distinctly remember having to have a talk with her in front of the school one day in, I guess, November of 16. Like, you cannot sing the lyrics to, you know, Dirty Women in class. You, like, you can't. Oh, she's a technical expert. I just need you to understand, like, I'm super into the fact that you're digging Sabbath, but we can't sing Dirty Women in school, you know, and so we had to have that talk. Uh, Is it a both Catholic of them school? Like Sabbath she, could, a lot. She, could, um, she could sing the, uh, but, like, but then again, Christian song. They like stuff that I haven't heard of, or the, you know, they like a lot of pop music that I'm not as familiar with. So there's a band called Magic Giant that they both like pretty well, and you know, uh, so they they kind of jump around a little bit. It's but that's that's fun. I mean, that's that's exciting for me to see as a parent. Have you shown them them the uh, was it the 1974 uh, Paris, Paris Live uh, Black Sabbath concert? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I have, and. Re- and recently, I showed them both um, the Live Ramones show from Germany. I think oh, in '76. So good. You know? Do you know the one that I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's just the, like rapid the, fire. A lot of the crowd is seated, and yeah. they're they're kind of seat rocking for the whole show. <laughs> but rocking. that's part of what makes the tension in the room so exciting. Is that uh, so many people in the front rows remain in their seats, like they never really get up. They just keep kind of seat rocking. And, of course, the Ramones are absolutely astonishing. And so we've been watching that a little bit lately around here, too. So uh, that, that's the more recent one. But, yes, the Sabbath in, 
in Paris uh, was a biggie. Those are real big ones. That's, a big <laughs> That's one. one of my favorite things on the internet. It really is one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of just so great that you can't believe it. You know, it's amazing. That Thank is, you, that is. Hey, John. Uh, John, may, may I, uh, John? I have a question. I just to I started daydreaming about it for a minute there. John's daydreaming. <laughs> I have a question for you, John. Go ahead. This is I, Mario. I have a brother who lives in Austin. And it's I have Will, by the way. My oh. name's John. Oh, yeah. I'm, I met John. I'm, I'm coming in. Mario's a school teacher. He can't remember any of his uh, <laughs> uh, students' names. He, Sorry, he, Will. He, has to, he has to number them. You are, you. I will call you B27 from now on. He still uh, calls my I'll wife. I'll answer to whatever. Yeah, the, my wife, the wrong name. So, so go do ahead. you know Mario's yeah, brother? I Mario's have, 57 years old. I have two old. kids who are 12 and 7 and a brother who's dying for me to get out there. So why don't I just come on down and we can arrange a play date and uh, oh, rock boy. out to Sabbath. And Listen, you, you do that stuff on your own time, man. I'm going to try to interview Will Johnson. <laughs> I want to talk about the Austin scene because... He's got an album to play. Is, Stay living, on the how line. Long we'll... you, how long you been living in Austin? That's what I wanted to know. Goodness, I've been living in Austin since 2002, but um, I went to a junior high and high school about an hour north of here, and so it's been kind of the main city of you know, the main city of my life for 30, goodness, 30 yeah, years or yeah. so now. I mean, this was, it was, a, it, it was a, it still is a hub, obviously, for live music and all, but when I was in high school, it was only an hour's drive to head down and see, you know, see shows for five bucks at all ages clubs and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's been a big part of my musical and cultural landscape for a long, long time. But, oh. uh, but as far as actually having my stuff here and living here, yeah, about 15 years. That's right. So it, it is a great music city. I saw that you played at Checos. It is Checos. also the capital my of Texas. My brother loves Checos. You played there when you had the album release. Oh, no, I didn't play there, uh, although that would be wild and quite fun to load in at Checos and play there. That was just where I was when I wrote that oh, that oh. newsletter that day. Uh, <laughs> although they you used, actually played there. They may, they may have discontinued this, but on Fridays and Saturdays, they used to have karaoke night over in the corner, which would be amazing to, to get brave enough to go down there and do that. But usually I just sit at my usual table and have coffee and breakfast oh, tacos right. and that particular day i was just writing the newsletter the newsletter so uh, no i have not played checos yet oh no <laughs> yet. Well, you, you play living rooms i thought you'd play anyway i, I thought oh, that sure. living room tour was great what a great idea i actually printed out all the rules and everything <laughs> I, I he printed it out for his memory stick he went to the photo mat and uh i do i'm old <laughs> <laughs> My friend uh, Richard Butner takes a picture of the chair that he sits in for every living room show, and so he has a a running file of all his living room chairs that he's used over the years, which I think is a great, it's a good good idea. Tell the listeners what the living room tour is, because I I was blown away. I thought it was great. Uh, It's it's something started doing maybe eight or nine years ago, and my good friend David Bazan, who we're actually going on tour with, next week from Pedro the Lion started doing these about 10 years ago. But uh, what we, what we'll typically do is, is announce via social media and so forth, the cities and the cities we'd like to be in on or near certain dates. And uh, then there's maybe four or five small, like I guess you would call them regulations that a host would have to meet in order to make a show happen. Like no cranky landlord, you know, no neighbors that are going to get bummed. You have uh, enough space for 30 or 40 people to come in and sit down and listen to music for an hour and a half or two hours. 
um, anyway, so we'll put the word out and then hopefully people chime back in saying, yes, we would love to host a show. And shortly thereafter, we'll tighten up the routing and go ahead and announce it. We'll confirm all the shows and then announce it. And then tickets are put on sale, uh, online and it's usually a PayPal kind of thing. So once you buy the ticket, the address for the show is given to you and then you go to the show and it, it, yeah, it creates an interesting energy. It's, it's the kind of thing that first I was a little nervous about, but I've come to enjoy the, the uh, fact that it's kind of based on this foundation of, of trust because the people the people hosting the show have to trust that it's going to be cool and that yep. strangers are going to come into their house to see a show and everything's going to go smooth. But then it's the same with the performer. And it's also the same with the show goers. They're going somewhere that they probably haven't been before in their lives. And so it, it, in my opinion, it sort of puts everybody on neutral turf, which is an exciting energy in a room. And, uh, so, what we'll do is uh, we'll confirm it, and then the tickets go on sale. You buy a ticket; that's when the address is revealed, and then you go to the show, and it starts at eight, and everybody's out the door by you know nine thirty or nine forty-five. Yeah, so it's cool. it's pretty civilized. Uh, Can you I know, get a drink? It's a know, cool idea. I remember uh, Eric Bachman was doing that, and uh, I forget some maybe a couple yeah. other guys did it before. I mean, it was the exact same thing. That's you what buy, I was going to say. The ticket, and you get the, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a. There were there were there was criteria, I guess. You know, your living room has to fit this many people. If you want to be a part cool of it, no yeah. cats and dogs. And then uh, you'd buy the ticket, which is reasonable, reasonably priced. And uh, next thing you know, you're in, in someone's living room watching uh, like Crooked Fingers or uh, or, or Will play. That, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. We've had Eric Bachman on, and he was telling us about the same thing. He did that after Arches of Loaf, and he's he's had great success with that. Great success. He's he the fact. I mean, he's such an amazing solo performer that he's kind of tailor made for an environment yeah. like that or, yeah. a, or an atmosphere. And and it's the same with Richard Buckner or maybe Tim from Caliphone, Of course, Bazan when he's solo. So there's a handful of us that uh, Undertow. Uh, Undertow is the name of the management company and the folks that put these tours together yeah, for us. Yeah. But um there's a handful of us in that particular stable of, of musicians and songwriters and, and undertow uh, has kind of got the system down now to where uh, we've started to find that there's a little bit of a circuit around the country and certain hosts that have hosted, you know, up in the twenties and thirties of undertow artists shows, and they either know each other or know about each other. So it's this kind of, there's an exciting energy to that. And that is uh, to use the word subculture is, I think that's inaccurate, but it is a sense of community. There's a there's kind of a a, a living room community out there of folks that uh, either know each other or know about each other. It's Maybe like uh, the, old, or... the, the old the old the old punk basement shows, but but with, with adults. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, 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 does, it does harken. It kind of harkens back to that kind of energy, and and that's deeply appealing to me for a number of reasons. But I, I remember first starting to do these tours a few years ago and a couple of people walked up and they said, well, this is great. This is like the future of music. And, and I distinctly remember, you know, retorting, this is the pa the ultimate past of music. I mean, this is when this sort of goes back to an energy of, you know, people coming over a hillside and bartering, like I'll sing for you if you can, you know, 
Pitter. Give me a warm place to stay. Some <laughs> butter or a pelt or something. So it's You're basically a friendly minstrel passing through. It peels things back. It peels things back in a way that's really that is continually appealing to me. So I'll do those chores from time to time. I really enjoy it. <laughs> I, I love those. I, I think that's that's a great idea. It's a beautiful thing. Do you think you have to be like kind of a, like a singer songwriter kind of play those shows, or I guess you could be anybody. It doesn't matter. And you're just breaking no, down. man. I, 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 I don't. And sometimes I think that um, sometimes I'll speak to friends that maybe aren't in the singer songwriter kind of realm, and and there's a hesitant sort of a hesitant tone in their voices about doing something like that. But I think it can be tailor made to almost anybody's thing you know you can uh, you can bring a small pa you can bring a small lighting thing you can play instrumental music there's a number of ways to go about it so long as i think you kind of tailor make the atmosphere to something that's comfortable for for you as a performer and then go from there you know know, so i don't think there are any uh lines in the sand so to speak about who can and who can't do those tours and also i don't think that I don't necessarily think that you 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 have to be you know a fairly obscure indie artist to do this kind of thing. I think that it can exist on a number of levels. I mean, even the Foo Fighters went out and played in people's garages, you know, eight or ten years ago, and and developed a way to connect with fans in a in a highly unique way that didn't involve you know traditional venues or a traditional show going environment. So I think. It's there for the take and for most any artist, and I think you just have to sort of tailor it to something that's comfortable and then go from there. Will, Will, for the record, do you think Pat Smear's guitar is plugged in? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, as a fan, as a fan of Pat Smear, going back, I'm going to say yes. I'm Dude, going to keep it on the positive there, and say yes. There is not a guy in rock and roll who smiles maybe more than that guy. That's true. He's smiling all the time. I love that guy. He also winked at me. It kind is of suggestively wild. When I, and it's I, so fun to see game, that. Diddy. You know. Yeah, I went to see. <laughs> I went to see Nirvana at the um, um, New York Coliseum because my dad worked there. Like, or it was like a shop steward or ticket taker, some bullshit. Oh, dad, dad, dad. And it was a weird place because they never had concerts there. And the and I and the half Japanese and the Jesus li- lizard opened, and I missed the Jesus lizard in like 1992, like an idiot. Uh. Like it was like the worst. Oh, like, I can't believe I did miss that's the That's a prime time. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't. I don't know what Pat Smear's uh, proclivities are, but uh, <laughs> I certainly felt like I could. I could have had him. <laughs> kinda, I don't know. He gave me a couple of looks, like on the side before they play. I don't know. I was, it was like a fence side. That's a story for another time. I'm talking to Will Apparently Johnson not. of Central Dramatic. <laughs> Do you think you're a great songwriter? Because uh, you know, if you don't mind me saying, I think you, I think you are. Do you think? I, I mean, I think you're like a one, a great American songwriter. What, there's no question that, here. I'm just gonna say that, and that's it. Put it out. Um, my no, I, come I don't on, know, you got to admit you're pretty good. There, are, every once in a while, I'll, I might kick out a song it's like well i feel really good about that one and then there are other times where i i hate a song that just kind of comes from the front of my brain and and maybe my wife or friends will gravitate toward that and then comes the filtration system of no you don't understand that's a good song and and so my my barometer for that kind of thing is pretty terrible um a lot of the time 
although I, I will say that uh, I, I work to try to find lyrics and try to find uh, subject matter that turns me on and that keeps me interested just as hopefully even as just a reader, not listening to the song, but uh, just sort of massaging language and working with syllables and things like that. So um, I, in, in short, I have days, I have good days and I have bad days. And, and I think the, the most important thing is just to hopefully keep churning until you do get to those good days and the good songs that do keep you interested and excited to sing. Uh, it's an exercise, it's an exercise just like anything is really. It, and it, so it's a matter of just kind of keep, keep moving, you know, keep creating noises and sounds that are hopefully interesting. And then hopefully that leads to good songs. Do you think that, um, did I answer your question? Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> do you think it was? Do you think it was easier to write lyrics when you were a single and like in in pain? And now, is it harder <laughs> to write lyrics like when you're married and then your wife goes, "Hey, is that about me?" And you're like, "No," you know. Yeah, I think I about that all the time, like for all those bands. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely different. I mean, there have been some times, you know, in the past where the the more painful or the more sad songs sure did come out a lot easier than they than they have in recent years because mm -hmm. frankly I'm just I'm a happier individual now than right, I was Paul McCartney know, syndrome I mean, 10 or 15 gonna, years ago and so inevitably um, inevitably there are times where I feel like I can I can look myself in the eye and say look man you're just you're messing around with sad subject matter and it's not coming off real yeah, yeah. And so you need to back up and either find a more compelling or a more detailed way to go about this or junk the song entirely because it's not you. And and so sometimes I'll find myself myself at the that fork in the road of is this worth even messing with or is, are you just uh belly aching about something that doesn't need to be belly ached about so yeah. to speak. Well, how about how about junk junk and riffs like uh, when you have you ever like gotten halfway through writing a song and you're like, man, now it, it's it's because you know this chord progression sounds like uh, you know Tom Petty or this one or that one, and I just I gotta throw the whole thing away, or do you stick with the? Well, I didn't mean to rip it off, but uh, here Rehash, it is, baby. I've junked a lot of songs <laughs> over the last twenty years. Yeah. I mean, I've I've trashed a lot of stuff, and 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 some of it might have been all right, you know, or worth taking another look at. But I try to go on instinct and just go with that gut feeling. And yeah. and if it's not if it's not starting to catch after twenty or thirty minutes or so, I'll realize about. I mean, it feels like ninety percent of the time I'm just chasing a unicorn and I would be better served. Um, I don't know, working on a model airplane or something. I don't know. <laughs> just doing something else. Well, isn't that kind of a, kind of a weird <laughs> thing too, knows? where like, uh, you know, you, you go through a funk or something or you go, or, or I say to myself, like, uh, you know, music is just dumb. Like the whole thing of it. And I want to build model airplanes, but then some, and then you write a song that's like great. And you go, okay, I'm back. Yes. I mean, I, I've, I had that experience in the last 10 days or so to be completely frank with you. Like yeah. there was a, a real dry period over the back half of 2017 where I just wasn't, I wasn't completing songs. I was sort of hoarding scraps and hoarding parts on my phone, but I wasn't seeing ideas through. 
and uh, and it created you know a little bit of quiet concern and then maybe 10 days or so I got all the gear out and started messing around and making noises again and yeah. and this is usually how it goes like I'll 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 start riding and 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 in batches and the first song or two will be pretty pretty shitty i mean just terrible <laughs> sometimes but it's a matter of kind of getting the gears going again and and generally that leads me down the road to hopefully a better idea and then maybe a good song at the end of the day of that first day of recording or trying to write and so there are times where it does feel incredibly dusty and you pick up a guitar and play a g chord and it just doesn't sound like anything but then a few days later you can pick up that same guitar and play a G chord and it'll sound like it'll sound heavenly. And sometimes it's just in the gear that you've got in your hands or the character of the guitar or, you know, the bass guitar or the keyboard or the synth or whatever you decide to pick up that day. Uh, it sometimes, you know, it sounds like it sounds truly meaningful and, and enticing and then other days you pick it up and it just doesn't sound like anything and i've tried to learn how to respect the quiet times and not panic and yeah. think oh it's all over i'm done well, i totally so. know, I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying about the uh the process of it even if like you start off with a bad idea that might lead to something else that's a, a, a smaller different idea that leads to a, a, a and, and yeah. the original idea goes yeah. away and then you next thing you know you have a song of you know Failure can only evolutionary things yeah I think, yeah, I think... By the way, I'm on an acid. Failure, <laughs> I don't know if you know that. Except in that failure and, and being willing to fall on your face for a day or two while you're starting to write again, I think, you know, that's that's that used to rattle me a little bit, but now at this point, it's just like, well, no one has to hear that, you know, that can just yeah, yeah. go away. At least you're moving, at least, at least I'm moving... Uh, somehow you know somehow creatively i'm starting to push forward and that that generally winds up being a positive thing at the end of a few days of riding i'll get some things that i'm really happy with that had i quit after that first crappy song i would have never gotten you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's there i think it's just a matter of hopefully kind of pushing through we're talking you know? to Will Johnson of Centromatic, and and he also is a painter, by the way. We oh, should I talk about this talk about that. because we love baseball here in the garage, by the way. I love painting. And, uh, <laughs> That's wonderful. If you go to Will Johnson's website, you could see all these fantastic paintings oh, of baseball players. Go, go ahead. Like Leroy Neiman? I totally interrupted <laughs> you, but I thought you might appreciate this because I knew that you guys were down with the baseball thing. But there was an interview uh, this morning that I did where the writer – uh, said, "Hey, meet me at the batting cages, and we'll do the interview from there." And we had a hitting contest, no. which was a first. That was a really, that was a really fun way to. Nice. Yeah, I wish you know that was really <laughs> kind of a nice thing. I, well, I watched you play drums. I know you're a righty, so took some swings this morning. Did so you? It was a blast. Oh, that feels it feels good to take a couple of cuts. <laughs> knock the rust off. Uh, knock the rust off. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a question. <laughs> if the Mookie Wilson yes, painting is not available, is the uh, Oscar Gamble? One <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Oscar price, Gamble just, just passed went away like a couple days ago. Rest in peace, right? The Oscar today. Gamble well, painting actually lives uh, in Jackson Heights. Would I be right yeah, about that? Sure. Um, yeah. That'd be great if it did. That's, Queens, right? Yeah, yeah we I could we could walk there. Close. Oh. Yeah, it lives there. Um, my friend one. Steve Wynn from the Dream Syndicate. Oh yeah, we've had him on the show. Nicest guy in history. Love that guy. I saw him at the Mets game. Like. 
Six he months that ago. Painting really? from me about seven or eight years ago, I guess. Oh, what else wow. is it? So it's a Stephen Stephen Linda's place. Can you? Give oh, we had Steve Wynn actually in the barrage. Right. He, I mean, uh, when you talk about one of the nicest guys in history, Steve Wynn. I mean, that guy is incredible. Great guy. Thank you. In- intimidatingly nice. It makes yeah. me feel like <laughs> <a> curmudgeonly <laughs> old. I know I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Where's Oscar Gamble? You're like, man, I feel <laughs> so Jackson guilty Hunt. about it. I, you I know, I felt guilty list. about everything in my life, and but now I met Steve Wynn, and I really feel guilty about everything I've done. <laughs> so can you ra- can you uh, rattle off some of the other names of uh, players that are available? Oh wait, for, before we go on to that, Ryan, I just want to know the Mookie Wilson quote. Is that the dinosaur thing? Is that real or is that has been debunked? It's fake. Is it real? No, it's 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 fake. It's um, fake. Ah, did you know fake. it was and, fake when you made I, the? I'm painting? embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to say I'm totally forgetting the writer's name. I should look this up, or I should have this handy in front of my brain. But I'm I'm just coming out of this writing spell where I'm I'm scrambled right now. But um, no, there was a writer. Uh, he wound up. He he wrote for for Seinfeld, and uh, he. M- attached these quotes about dinosaurs to many of the members of the 86 Mets and it was published in the village voice, uh, around 86, I guess. And so mm-hmm. that was Mookie's, uh, that was Mookie's quote yeah, from, yeah. from, from that particular piece. And I was very grateful because the, he wasn't upset with me about, you know, putting that into a painting. We, and we sold it off, you know, for, it was it was Wait, sold you, off to raise money for the Houston area food bank after Hurricane Harvey. So we were able oh, to raise nice. some decent money. You talked to Mookie Wilson, but uh, nonetheless, uh, no, 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 it wasn't oh. Mookie. It was the writer himself. <laughs> okay. He reached out to me, and thankfully, he wasn't mad. He wasn't he wasn't reaching out in any kind of legal way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I'll, t- I'll tell you the but, uh, uh, the last time when I saw Mookie Wilson about uh, three years ago in the uh, I was in a suite in City Field because so, yeah um, my. My uh, mother-in-law is a gambler, and she got it for free from like the casino or something. So we're in this. So I, yeah. wa- I walk through the hallway of the uh, of the. It's not a great story, but I walk through the hallway of the uh, suites there, and Mookie passes me by with another guy, and I just overhear him saying, "Man, I hate it up here. I want to be sitting down in the seats with the people, <laughs> not with you, bougie John." Hooley. I'm like, "Wow, man, Mookie Wilson's." Freaking awesome, dude! So, if a man like I wanted to buy a painting, how much would I have to pay? Stop asking about money. Don't I'd worry like about it. If you want to com- <laughs> if you, listen, if you want to commission a painting, you go to uh, uh, will johnson dot com, and you can email him and be like, okay. Yeah, just tell we, me what you want. And, you know, email me and tell me what you want. I'm he'll email you, you back. He'll give you a, email. He'll give you a timeline, or you know, and or you can. Find it. It's on Instagram too. You, right. A lot of people direct message me, you know, for commissions and stuff like that. And I definitely, I'm open to doing commissions. I do them all the time when I'm home from tour. Right. So we'll, it's, we'll, we'll it's, do it. When know, it's he, wide open for that when he can, and he will give you a hundred percent. He offers a hundred percent money back guarantee if you're not satisfied. <laughs> really? I'm I'm totally serious. Will, how long? Did, how, <laughs> trying to talk to the man. Will, how long does it take you to uh, to do a piece on average? Just a small, you know, like a smaller piece, which usually ranges like eight and a half, I don't know, eight, eight to 10 across by say 20 to 22 tall. Feet? I can do one of those in a day, okay. you know. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. Wow. In a day? Oh, wow. So where do you pull the quotes? Yeah, really? maybe, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. a day and a half, but it doesn't take too long to get those together. I love They're usually kind of portrait style and, you know, slightly serene, I would say. I don't know. They're not, not, a lot of them are not action 
action paintings or anything. I, they're, they're I, I kind of try to go for the more the calm Willie, side. The Willie Mays. The Willie Mays is a good. They're action. almost like uh, they're, the way I saw them. Anyway, when I when I look at the paintings, is they're like they're like cool baseball cards or something like you know yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're all portrait yeah. portraity kind of like is that is that offensive is that inaccurate no no not at all i mean when i started making them i kind of wanted to fill a wall in my living room with these you know baseball cards that i made and i had moved into an apartment and didn't have a lot of stuff to hang on the walls and honestly i had a heap of <laughs> sawed up mdf board and 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 plywood and stuff so i just started painting making paintings to start filling the walls to be completely honest I love and the then a few friends asked me to make paintings for them and that led to nice. a few commissions and then that led to a couple of art shows and then a that couple. was you know i started making them a little more confidently but at first i was just making baseball cards for myself to hang on the walls and right. essentially uh, right. ways to ways to pay tribute to players that i really loved and yeah and that you know, continue listen, to inspire me. We're Mets fans here, and I saw the Buckner painting. And, and, and believe me, as a, as a Mets fan, and, and, and when I was 11 years old in 86 when they won the World Series, um, you know, Bill Buckner is a hero, a personal hero of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the guy, you could see, like, the painting's great because his he head is down. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And it, it, it's, Bill Buckner was a fantastic baseball player yeah and yeah. His, he had, it's a hard story he was, had one bad day at work <laughs> and, and the, the reason the reason i made it was to pay tribute i don't know if you read the text in it but the text was did, yeah. meant to be a tribute to all the great things that he did because yeah. you know he had a bad night at work he had one bad night at work and then it, that's what most people right. came to know him for and that uh, i think at least as far as I can tell, that left him quite troubled for a long time. And yeah. and a lot of people don't know what an incredible player he was. And so he I shouldn't have even been in there, man. To pay tribute. So he shouldn't have even been in the game. They threw him the, in the um, game as a tribute. The, like the, there was a 30 by 30. There was a 30 by 30 on uh, him and Steve Bartman, I yeah, suppose, and, Bartman uh, a few years ago. Great. And the director reached out. Yeah, that was great. If, that painting could be in there. And, and really, like, my only my only criteria was like so long as it's not used in a negative way if it can yeah. be used in a positive way yeah. you know because a lot of people don't realize what a phenomenal baseball player bill buckner was oh he had a, a fantastic career and he was the guy the, the poor guy was uh getting old he was icing his legs down and the only reason yeah. they put him in at the end was like a like hey man you know we we got this thing one hey be a part go of out this. go out there yeah. and i want you on the field when we when we hit it yeah and man what a what a bum what a bum Very rap i mean it worked out great for us but I, what a yeah I'll what a it. crap deal you know <laughs> mario were you in the in yeah it's it's I was in the it's stands. It's tough to see it go down like that. Even even when you're, you know, even when your favorite team wins, there's a very human, you know, it's a very humbling. It's the damnedest sport, man. It is an incredibly oh, humbling yeah. sport. I just you finished love, a you still love song baseball? the other day you're about Fred Merkel, and uh, it's called Fred Merkel's Blues, and and the lyrics are fairly veiled, but it's essentially about you know Fred Merkel standing on first base when he should have run to second, and the New York Giants. Um, you know, losing that game and then eventually losing the series. Uh, so anyway, it's kind of based on that sort of uh, that momentary slip that doesn't necessarily define a career, but that can really damage a, a person 
you know, for life. It's 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 a troubling thing on a know, very individual and very human level. It's 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 easy like to screw up at work when you're getting a hundred mile an hour baseball hit at you. Do you know how hard it is to catch a freaking baseball <laughs> that like yeah. Mickey Wilson hits? I mean, you know. It's yeah, ridiculous. It, it's a, it's a game based. I upon, can't say that I do. You know, we can talk about baseball, <laughs> but no. I can't say that I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a game that, like, if you're the greatest at the game, you're successful only like you know three and a half out of uh, uh, ten times. <laughs> One out of three. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that wasn't that a Ted Williams quote? It's like you know yeah. to get into the Hall of Fame, you know you huh? you're you're successful only three out of ten times. Yeah, if you hit three out well, of ten, well, if you're, you're Ted Williams, you're successful four out of ten times. <laughs> <laughs> three out of ten is pretty good. <laughs> and yeah, I heard you're a, you're a, you're a Cardinals fan. That's just terrible. This is like the the Yankees in a red <laughs> uniform, <laughs> red <laughs> pajama Yankees. Second best team ever. By the way, oh. you guys have a fantastic uh, stadium. I went there and uh, the place is fan- fabulous. It's really nice. I love that Should place. Should I tell them which about- one the, the the new Cardinals yard? Yeah, I was there. Uh, I, watched, which- I watched them play the Pirates there. Yeah. When was that? This year? No, they- uh, like two years ago. Maybe, uh, so. They put it together in a really nice way to where it does open up to the skyline and the arch in a cool way. I, I'm I'm a Missouri native, so I, yeah. I I stuck with my I stuck with my team, but also I was spoiled spoiled to be you know 10 11 years old when they won that 82 world series so the the climate and the environment around southeast missouri was Magic. was pretty hot for the cardinals and and yeah. and so uh i just you know I, I held on to it i brought it all the way down here and i lost a, i won't say i lost friends during the 2011 world series here in texas <laughs> but i definitely didn't hear yeah, i didn't great. hear from a lot of my friends great. for a little while and What's, that's understandable do you have a do you have a core of friends down there that are also cardinals fans or you feel like you're just a, on a deserted island? a couple but a couple, but I'm by and large surrounded by Rangers and Astros fans yeah. in this part of the world. And, you know, like both teams have had really good past decades. And yeah. so the energy, the energy for baseball in general down here has been consistently good for, for 10 years running right now, which, which is super enjoyable. I mean, I dig that so long as that, you know, if people are high on the game, that's, that's exciting to right. me just because it leads to, conversation and speculation so i do have a few cardinals friends down here but most of the time i'm i'm having to call and write back you know to the homeland uh, to to discuss games and stuff we don't like the cardinals well listen um uh, i know you don't man adam Adam wainwright freezing carlos beltran on that pitch but by the way everyone gets down on beltran that was a nasty curveball man disgusting that thing just it was you know if, I mean, if you guys want to come over, I've got it on DVD right here. But we just, uh, we don't, the Sports Illustrated. We watch that. We're on our way, buddy. You bastard. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a gutsy pitch oh, for a young Wainwright to that throw. I mean, to just like Wainwright was a right down the middle and hook it was insane. Ooh, man, that, that was a listen, man. <laughs> Barely anything that, yet. That was a, what do you call it, 12 to, 12 to 12 6. 12 to 6. Right oh, there, man. 10 to 6. I, yeah, it I, was I, a 12 6 curve. I mean, it was it froze me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Nobody could believe it. I mean, I watched it a million times. <laughs> it's a hell of a pitch. I don't, you know. I, you, 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 it's a, it's a coin flip on Beltra, but that's that's a pitch, man. That's the that, that's a ballsy <laughs> pitch. <laughs> All right, so you're on. Uh, we're talking about <laughs> John's radio. Sports on talk. Dramatic on uh, sports talk on the fan. Well, from Austin, you're up next. Who you like in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike and Yonkers. You're Let's on the fan. Say it again. 
What do you like in the Super Bowl? Excuse me, we and have to call take, it the big game. And do you take the points? Yeah, the big game. What do you like, the over or the under? Well, oh, uh, goodness. The, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because uh, Will did a cover of the Jason Molina song, The Big Game, right? That's on the uh, one, songs from uh, yeah. Songs Ohio. Yeah, the big game is every night. You, That's right. Were you, yeah. were you uh, buddies with uh, Jason Molina? Yeah, how'd that come up? Yes, I was. We made a record together, as a matter of fact, uh, about 10 years ago this week to be Man, that's weird. It lines right up. But um, we made a record together. We were we. Uh, I was a longtime fan of his band, and and we had met a few times and at a show, a Magnolia Electric Company show in September of 2007. We had a long talk after the show, and and uh, he sort of playfully said, "Hey, we should make a record record together." And I, you know, that happens a lot with musicians, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it never happens as far as coming to fruition, but within about 48 to 72 hours, I got an email from him and we started talking and booked our time and we made a record together in, uh, up in North Texas in a little town called Argyle, Texas, close to Denton. And, um, so yeah, we became pretty good friends through that experience. Um, and again, you know, his, his music and his songs and his songwriting live on with me day to day. I mean, I, he, he's a very regular voice and, and, and uh, force in my life just with regard to fanship, but also inspiration. Did you tour that? Did you go on tour with that album at all with him or no? We did not. No, we, we had a couple of tours booked, but uh, we did not wind up doing them. He wasn't really well enough to go at the time, so we had to cancel them last minute. But we did put out the record together in late 2009, and um, we were in talks to do another one. We were starting to, you know, uh, have some phone conversations and write letters to one another and starting to embark on the idea of getting back together and doing another one proper. But um, but those were some of the last conversations we had, to be quite frank. You had that single with them, too, right? Like, that seven-inch? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we had a seven inch together. Um, we just made the full length record that Secretly Canadian put out. Uh, it was just titled Melina and Johnson. So who's your pick for the Super Bowl? <laughs> Over under. Oh goodness. Do you guys care? I mean, no. how you well, 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 I'm a I'm Giants a Giants fan. fan. Uh, these guys are Giants yeah. fans. I'm not Giants. So it's a nightmare for us. I mean, you know, Eagles, Patriots. But I, I I've decided that I will never root. for You guys them. want both teams to lose, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a meteor shower. <laughs> a meteor shower. Is that <laughs> an earthquake? Seriously, rooting against both teams. I I, right. I don't know. I know. I wish uh, I, you know, I wish what, I cared, but I don't particularly care. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm. I apathy. Uh, I, I hope. Like the, I, yeah, hope, I, I, hope I hope the president I dies I at only... halftime. <laughs> Coronary. Yeah, like it's Soon Justin Timberlake, and he right. brings a Donald Trump comes up and he dies, and then, then the rest of the yeah, game, I, I don't, don't care what happens. You know, I know. Uh, Will, I keep Will Johnson of Central Sunday, is a big Trump supporter. <laughs> What's that, Will? He doesn't care. He doesn't I care. keep forgetting that it's Sunday. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, me too. I think yeah, that shows me how much I care. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. By the way, you could buy a... I don't... Pre- Go ahead, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't have a... I don't have a dog in that whole thing. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, I own one share of the Green Bay Packers. I don't, I'm into the, the Packers thing, and I have been since I was about eight. But, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, either... I can't, I can't find an entry point 
who, who have you drafted? I guess, I, you know, <laughs> I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> is that Will? Is that like a total scam? Like the like the, the, the like, stock? Hey, you can have stock, but no one. You, you guys don't get a voice. <laughs> oh, really. It's it's some people see it as that. I see it as more the <laughs> punk rock NFL team that you know is yeah, trying totally. to pay its bills. From from a grassroots standpoint, so I don't know. I suppose it's how and how you look at it, but but in this day's you know industry of professional sports, in order for them to make a move and try to hang in there, or, you know, refurbish anything in the stadium or whatever, they got to go to the fan base, and so it's a different. It's just a different kind of scene up there. Well, Bill, I know you're. An, I know you're a nice guy, and uh, we like to play a game called Crap Not Crap <laughs> on this show. You know. <laughs> What what the game is? I just give you a ban. You say whether crap or not crap. If you feel like you want to stop. Oh it. no! You're gonna put me on the spot. You're gonna make me talk shit about people. No, you can, you can just pass. Yeah, if you'd like something, you just yeah. keep going. Listen, you could be fire. you could be boring. It's fine. You've been great so far. The Don't advantage I have the advantage I have with this is that Frank I'm not very dead. good at hearing new music. So uh, maybe I, I probably won't know. Well, that's good because we don't know any new music. Uh, here's uh, Crap Not Crap with Will Johnson. Of course, Will, you could always just say, I don't want to say whatever. You know, listen, it's a free country. Yeah, pass. You can pass. All right. We're going to try anyway. All right. You ready? All right. All right. All right. Crap Sounds Not good. Crap. Uh, Frank Zappa. Definitely not crap. Oh, yeah. You like Zappa? Were you like Terry Bozios? <laughs> I'm right. fascinated. I'm, <laughs> did I just get buzzed? <laughs> I don't know what that was. I think that's on your end. <laughs> the laundry's <laughs> done. The laundry's done. Will, uh, crap, not crap. Pink Floyd. Uh, not crap. Um, Bruce Springsteen. Not crap. Metallica. Uh, which era? <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll give you up to in, in justice for all. Are <laughs> you want split? Uh, Foo Fighters. I'll just I'll say that I gravitate toward the Cliff Burton era of right. Metallica, and I'll say that that's not crap. Good answer. Not crap. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Not crap. You want to split that into Aristotle <laughs> or Peter Green? <laughs> no, I'll just let my tone. I'll let my tone sort of speak for. <laughs> not crap. I'll Would say you, not crap. Do you have a favorite guitar player? Are you like a guitar guy? Like when you're like riffage and stuff? Do you have somebody like? Oh man, that's the, when when I was a kid. I tried to emulate that dude. Yeah, I definitely have a few. Uh, it's weird. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's just uh, I had a conversation with with a friend today about the guitar playing of Greg Ginn, and, and we sort of went over our mutual appreciation for his approach to the guitar. And, and, and uh, so he's... But I love his playing as much as I love, you know, Neil Young's playing. So yeah. I'm kind of all over with regard to that. Yeah. Um, I like the guitar playing of Sir Richard Bishop a lot. Uh, so it, it sort of, I don't know, it just depends. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place with that. Let's go uh, um, Eagles, crap, not crap. The band, the Eagles. Uh, crap. Yeah. Um, how about Joe Wolf? Not crap. That's right. That's yeah. right. Here That's correct. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Will's good. He's good at the, you just got dinged, buddy. Iron Maiden. <laughs> Iron Maiden? <laughs> That's right. Not crap. Elvis. I like the maiden, uh, particularly particularly everything pre pre uh, flight of Icarus, uh, <laughs> two minutes to midnight. I really like. 
I like the maiden. I'm okay with it. Guy knows his maiden. Foo Fighters. We said that already. No, we didn't answer. Oh, he's, of course he's going to say not crap. He's friends with Dave Grohl. Everyone's in the pocket of Grohl. <laughs> in the pocket <laughs> of Grohl. Them all. <laughs> I, think, I think they're an incredible band. They're not, they're not really my thing, though. Mm. Right, yeah. I think they're a great band. They're a great band, but it's not particularly something I, I reach for. Great band, great guys, but, you know, maybe not uh, reaching to listen to it. Uh, Gang of Four. That does not adhere. That doesn't adhere to your rule of me just saying crap <laughs> or not crap. crap but I had to see that. There's no pass. That's I mean, a pass. No, the best part about the rule is that like there's no way to enforce it, and everyone's gonna. <laughs> okay. Come over there. And- yeah, everybody's just gonna speak. Right? That's the you fun can't, part. Like, I mean, mute me. I could say I could say Blue Oyster Cult, and like you know, I'll sit here and talk to Matt Sweeney for an hour about Billy Joel. When I said Billy Joel to Matt Sweeney, yeah, he sat there for an hour screaming about Billy Joel. I'll send my best. brother Joel over to oh, his house man. right now. Oh man! Well, exciting. he has a great um uh theory about Billy Joel. All his lyrics are chiding. <laughs> yeah. That like. Um, hey, you know what? That's interesting. He crossed my mind earlier today, and I would definitely put him in my category of favorite guitar players. Yeah. I love the Billy guitar Joel? playing of Matt Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, Matt Sweeney's. Oh man, he's cool he's dude. great. He's a great dude. And I couldn't have been the yep. nicer guy in history. So I, I don't. Know, I had a page of Matt Sweeney is yelling Billy, about is Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Where is it? Crap or not? Crap? Yeah. That's amazing. I would love to hear that. I have to backtrack and check that out. We'll send but you yeah, as far as no, hold on, players, I can play I it for you right Greg now. Neil Young and Matt Sweeney in the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. I saw Matt Sweeney at a Neil Young show, but he was there to see Bert Jan. I'm just jamming to Bert, man. Yeah, he was just. Oh, that's funny. That's, I go, I'm, I'm yeah. like, hey, Matt Sweeney, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm just geeking out to Bert Jansen. <laughs> it was a Neil Young show. Bert that's was awesome. opening. It was cool. You played Bridge School, right? Oh, wait, here, yeah. here, here you go. I got. You don't have to backtrack. Here, here's Matt Sweeney screaming about Billy Joel. There you go, Will. Uh, here's yeah, Matt hey, Sweeney on Billy Joel. My, my, my friends know that I'm crazy. Like that, Billy Joel is like this rage spot for me where I hate. Listen, man, people I hate that glass houses. Oh, I hate that motherfucker. I hate him. It is everything about him is it's just like it's oh, enraging. Dude. I hate that motherfucker. So here's more. I woke mask. up and I was, and really I, the first thought in the morning I was having a nightmare. I woke up and, and I and I thought if Billy Joel outlives me, all of this was for nothing. All of this is for nothing. Like at least you that, can polish your fender. Right. Just like point Correct. your finger at, at, wow. at an imaginary person's face and sing a Billy Joel song. Yeah, so like Billy, in his mind, like Billy Joel is like just this chiding guy who's like always, always like it's never his fault. No, it's always the woman's fault yeah. or whoever. Somebody's He's like, fault. It's yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. With a Halston dress, man, that was really fun to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Billy Joel, crap, not crap. We all have our we all have our kryptonite, I suppose, man. I think I think I just discovered that Matt Sweeney's Matt. This is like an SAT T question. Matt Sweeney is to Billy Joel as I am to Don Henley. Oh, so, um, you got problems with that guy? Huh? I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Don Henley. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't even give a start. That guy's just going through the Billy motion. Joel. Billy Joel, I gotta say, like. Uh, there was a little bit of glass houses that turned me on, but Uptown Girl and In the Middle of the Night absolutely uh, pushes everything over to. I'm sorry, pushes everything over to crap. So, so the those crap. crimes, right. those crimes are those crimes on humanity are so vicious and so savage <laughs> that I cannot see past 
the mountain of inhumane <laughs> offering. Uh, so no, it's over. You were this like, is all crap. going into the Billy Joel exactly folder. <laughs> by the way, folder. Uh, you know, in the middle of the night is like you know even uh, Billy. There's no way Billy Joel likes that song. <laughs> there's no way. No, see when you write a song that I use as. Uh, as weaponry just to make friends mad in the van or maybe my wife when we're just joking around at the dinner table and when I look her in the eye and just start going in the middle of the night and it causes rage at the table it's it's and this has happened regularly for 20 20 years now in my life and in the middle of the night is my go-to. If I'm truly annoyed or truly pissed at a person, Don't I'll just look at them and sing that. That's funny. And that type of warfare is cruel on my behalf, it's, uh, but it's even more cruel considering that that it came from, you know, Billy Joel. So I got to go against him on that one. Advanced in vehicle escalation, man. That, that, that just doesn't need, to, especially if you're in traffic and like, you know, your wife's all pissed off. In the middle. Let me play that yes, in our in our band Centromatic, if you really wanted to ruin ruin the drive, <laughs> to ruin the joy of going down the road, there would be a moment of silence, and then maybe Scott or or myself would chime in and just say that or sing it, and that was it. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad, Will Johnson, crap, not crap. <sighs> I don't know enough about Grand Funk to just put it into those terms. Somebody, Have I got to consult in your local library. Oh, wait, hold on, Ted, Ted Nugent, just a musician, just uh, like how about Stranglehold? <laughs> just Stranglehold. Just that song. <laughs> just that song. No, overall, Ted, uh, Ted, Ted Nugent, Nugent. crap, not crap. You can spread it around. He's fogged me with crap for 40 years now <laughs> to where I can't even remember 41 years yeah, ago when I liked him. Uh, oh, boss. So I gotta, yeah. Go ahead. I feel like I've been, I, I feel like he's just mosquito truck the entire block with crap <laughs> since 1976. <laughs> so I can't even, to where I can't even remember the, I can't even remember the joy I felt when I was six enjoying his music in the living room so now i just gotta say crap it's a bummer i'm I'm writing down mosquito truck because i'm using that every day from now on yeah you just fogged this out out. bullshit (laughs) (laughs) sebado oh definitely not crap mot the hoople I got a pass. I don't know enough about them, but I'm going to say not crap from what I, I know. Kiss. Ooh. I know. I know. It's now, it's getting <laughs> size. It's all right. You could do it. All right. We're all friends. <laughs> it's a safe place. No. Oh! Not crap. Oh, oh, you could have them. No, it's okay. Listen. They're crap. They're not I don't know, That's a nostalgia yeah. thing, man. Fuck That's it. a serious nostalgia thing. So I'll go, I'll go not crap when you When you're growing up. Most people won't like agree. It. Who was the band you listened to growing up? Like, uh, who, who was like your rock and roll inspiration? Did your parents listen to records and stuff? Or did you just... Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> you just nailed it, um, buddy. I, I had an older stepbrother that, that dressed me. He, he wouldn't even have to be Halloween or anything. He would just get out the grease paint and dress me up like Gene Simmons yeah. and send me out on my bicycle around the block <laughs> in 1976 or 77. Oh, man. And so that's why the kiss thing has, I was sort of obsessed with their thing thanks to him. And, and so it does evoke 
nostalgia and fond feelings inside of me to think back on those days. Cool. But uh, as far as the rock and roll thing, I, I think the the first record I bought with my own money might have been Back in Black. And so, Ooh, yeah, yeah, having the older stepbrothers with the really cool sort of mid and late 70s hard rock collections morphing into buying my own records, uh, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s, definitely it was a rock and roll environment around the house uh, regularly. It was right. a big volume was loud at 730 in the morning. Uh, yeah. And so that was nice. a big part of my childhood. <laughs> you know, you should have been listening to the Dead Boys. <laughs> is Mario's 57 years old. You're probably... Old. It's probably right. <laughs> I can't disagree Young, loud, and snotty. Well, how old, was, how old, how, how old is Will? Can we ask, Young, can you ask you that? Is that rude, Dad? Uh, no, it's not rude at all. I'm 46. 46. And, you know, if, and if the Dead Boys would have... If the Dead Boys would would have perhaps penetrated the culture of little bitty town Kennett, Missouri at the time... Yeah, man, I probably would have found it, but right. the town I come from is in, you know, it's 10,000 people in the southeastern corner of Missouri, so a lot of the time we just, we relied on Memphis radio to kind of, you know, show us through the through the night, and that meant a lot of Whatever shows you through the night, I'll be walking to my I find that the best music is the music that you're listening to between the ages of 12 and 22. (laughs) It doesn't matter what's out. When when it's happening at that age for you, that's what makes it important. Will Johnson, replacements, crap, not crap. They're not crap. And why are they the best band ever? And why is Paul Westerberger (laughs) James? You Definitely love- not crap. If, I mean, if there's a, <laughs> if there's, if I have to just be put on the spot and say who my favorite band has mm. been over the course of my life, it's the replacement. Yeah. So finding them at age, finding them at age thirteen, and yeah. sort of morphing away from the hard rock thing, and and uh, finding what they were all about really opened up an entire new world that that led me into trying trying music to Amen. be completely honest i don't feel like that's an overstatement nah, but it really uh I'm with it, you. it showed me something that that i wanted to give a shot so there if i had to pick a favorite band of all time it's definitely the replacement wow Killer. what's the what's the best replacements album let it be yeah well, that's a second <laughs> please to meet me it's just size of disappointment over there. Tell me something. No, Talk no, those those are just like uh, intake breaths of awe. Of <laughs> yeah, uh, no, really, I think let it be is totally, uh, really a, normal, here, a normal a normal uh, good replacement album to say is the best. I don't think they it's, uh, shocking, but yeah, I mean it speaks for itself. I don't need to comment on it. It's, yeah, you know, it just caught the band. I think, in my opinion, at the at a perfect sort Leather, of arc. Right. And that's the first one that I heard, so naturally I gravitate toward that. But, did you, did, when, when, when but you that's were, the one that did it for me. When you were listening to the replacements, did you say was that the the records that you were like, "Hey, man, I could do this too," and like you know, you could still be kind of silly and uh, maybe you know not that uh, technically adept, like you know, you, you didn't have to be Steve Vai or Eddie Van Halen. You could. Yeah, I mean, they showed us a lot of things. They showed us you didn't have to be Van Halen or Steve you know something Vai. like that to 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 have a go at music or Steve Vai or Ingvay Malmsteen. But they also showed us you know something incredibly human and flawed. And you know that's it was it was wonderful to see that in an age of of hiding all that stuff. You know, culturally, as far as music went, it it 
and and of course there were punk bands that preceded that that showed us similar things but that's just the one that hit me at that age i probably would say the same same things about the ramones if i was born eight years earlier yeah but the replacements just hit me at that right time and that that's what lines up with my little personal timeline to where uh, they showed me something that was deeply appealing and that I was immediately sympathetic to and highly interested in. And so I became pretty obsessive about that band, you know, starting in middle school, going on through high school. Same here. I, I felt like the replacements uh, kind of just po- poked a stick in the eye of like what we thought rock and roll was supposed to be and stuff and yep. I don't know that that did a lot for me oh and, my god I didn't know this was the alright one more question it's the replacements <laughs> fan society here and thank you Will you've he is, is a charter member he's the president oh yeah one more the most polarizing question the most polarizing crap not crap band of go. all time wait 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 I have one. Oh Christ oh god well I just did a huge a setup country. what a it's setup a for him to stammer on I wanted to ask about Cheryl Crow <laughs> Cheryl Crow. Yes, oh, why that come up? It's funny Mario mentions that because there's, there's a good reason. I like Cheryl Crow. I say not crap. <laughs> Will, what do you think of Cheryl Crow? I say definitely not crap. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. I don't know. What's the problem? She's a good I songwriter. I saw her at Barry Park. She was fantastic. That's well, great. All right, so here we go. Will Johnson, one. Steely Dan. Dun dun dun. Pregnant pause. <laughs> Jesus, man. Can I pass? Yes. <laughs> that depends on the day. Depends on the day. <laughs> depends on the day, man. Some days I'm just not having it, and then other days it's like, well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we thank you for staying on the phone with us for so long. Yeah. I mean, we can't appreciate it enough. It's a wussy answer. I just gave you a wussy answer. All right, give us, a, give us an answer. Commit that. Crap, crap, crap not crap. Will, look at, look at this way. It's the most divisive <laughs> one we ask, and it's the one we always ask at the end. Because divisive? What, did you get divisive. a dictionary for Christmas? And, uh, well, yeah, what's your real answer? What do you really feel? Wait, what, on Steely Dan? Yeah. He's, he wants looking, to pass. Are you looking for I a real answer? Pass. He's being diplomatic. <laughs> How do you feel today? More bro? times crap than not crap. Yeah, yeah Willie. Uh, yeah. One Thank of you. us. You know, it's 50-50, really, Asia, between man, the audience and song. people in this room. It's a crazy thing. How about the Grateful Dead? There One you more. go. You know what, man? In the last 10 years or so, I've come, I've really come around to them, particularly with the early recordings, and i got to say, not crap. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and here's the reason why, because I tried to learn, uh, what is it, Uncle John's Band? You know what I'm talking about? Uncle John's Band, it shed some light on to me. It shed some light that there was some pretty incredible musicianship happening there when yeah. I was ready to write it off when I was about eighteen or twenty. And uh, I'm, I'm so I'm I'm far more sympathetic to the dead thing than I was twenty or twenty five years ago. Should Roger Clemens be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> Crap. Uh, you know, n- no, not right now. No. <laughs> yeah. Barry Bonds. I don't care about any... steroids that much anymore. Johnson, but I, and if, if, if Roger Clemens is in pain, I'm happy. Him and Tom Brady. Because I agree. He should have been locked the up other... when he threw the baseball batter Mike Piazza. Thank you. Pick that. Think he is. The, the other day I proposed to our little baseball email list, which in, in Steve Wynn's on it, and Scott McCoy, and <laughs> Craig Finn, and Mike Mills. It's a bunch of rockers that are just... Oh, I got to get in there. I'm a big indie baseball. rock swinging wiener swinging dick. But, but 
I, you know, I mentioned like, is there, is it possible? Are we at the point in history where we need to create a wing of the Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. that is essentially dedicated to the that is essentially dedicated to the supremely talented total dick? Yeah. I, in I baseball, want, I don't want them to forget and, about these guys in a hundred years. Crab, my crab, Gary, uh, Barry, U.S. Bonds, <laughs> Barry Supreme U.S. Dicks. Bonds, <laughs> young no, girl, man. get out of my mind. You had that. Record. I'm sorry, but Barry and Barry and Clemens are in the same canoe, as far as I can, yeah. I'm concerned. Oh, oh, yeah, I agree with that, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I'm like an idiot. I, I mean, yeah. All right, I'm, so yeah, I, and I got a lot of friends that disagree with me strongly on that, yeah. but uh, I don't even take I don't even take the juicing into consideration. I just think yeah. they're dicks. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I read an interview where there, some some guy went to interview Clemens at his house. He, there's nary a book in the in the joint. I mean, you know, he, he he's an idiot. No, I know Roger. He's not that bad. Oh, he's a dumb, he's, he's a dumb man. He's adult, and and not only is he adult, he's a he, he threw a sharpened baseball yeah. bat at my man. A weapon. That was the medicine talking. <laughs> the gas. It's ten, it's it's, it's a little troubling for me too because the, down here in Austin, I follow Texas Longhorns baseball pretty closely, and I go to those games a lot. And I really enjoy the energy and the style of play and the coaching, and it's it's an amazing baseball program to go pay witness to. But there are times that I go, and he's in the stadium, and it just throws this tension, this discomfort in the air for me to know that he's he and that strange Roger Clemens energy is hanging around the park. <laughs> <laughs> but his kids played for the Longhorns exactly. recently, and and uh, both kids are you know they're both amazing players. But but yeah, it's a it's a it's kind of a Cody Cassidy and, and Casey. Uh, yeah, it's Clemens world yeah. over here. All all his uh, kids' names like start with C or something. Like just K, a K, dumb. K K K. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a big red they, hat. This, yeah, they all start with K. <laughs> get it? I'm sure he was just a boy that the only... loved to play baseball one time. It's the only letter he knows. That's as far as he's got in the alphabet. I know. <laughs> he got up to K and he quit. <laughs> he gets lost. <laughs> Listen, what's the name of your band? I, I don't want to mispronounce it. Is it Marie? Marron. What, uh, can you, what is the name of yeah, this What's band? the new you're, record? You're going on tour next week, next Thursday, and you're hanging out on the phone with a bunch of drunk guys in a garage. Very cold. <laughs> yes. Um, I think Mario is trying to say, what are the plugs? Plug your we, we knew it would confuse people from the start, and we were okay with that. We accepted it. But uh, at the same time, it's it's a bit of a geographical reference to a, a, a particular exit off of Interstate 55 between Memphis and St. Louis that is close to both my friend Pete, who's my friend in the band, and my hometowns. And so there was something equidistant about it and something attractive about the name that we just kept going with. And, how do you pronounce it? And we liked it, so we decided to call the whole project that. And how do you pronounce it? Because I'm going to say it wrong. Sorry, Will. That's okay. It's just it's just pronounced uh, Marie Lepanto. Okay. That's how I was going to say it. People will be gravely... People will be gravely disappointed when they show up and see two uh, very <laughs> rough-looking dudes singing instead of a beautiful woman named Marie Lepanto. But we're in it to disappoint. Rest, rest assured, we're in it to really just bring people down. So are we. Before I let you go, uh, St. Louis. I got to ask you this: We ask everyone. It's a cheap question, Here but uh, go. who's the biggest 
asshole you ever met in rock and roll. Like, and, and if you haven't, that's fine. Don't say Neil. And why is it oh, Billy goodness, Corgan? Man, I've, I've been pretty lucky. Let me think here. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna something's gonna come back to me in 15 minutes when I'm <laughs> off the phone. But I don't. I've been really lucky. I I don't have a a glaring asshole story that's, to, that's to present to you. Oh, you're a lucky man. Um, the biggest asshole in my touring life. I encountered we encountered him in July of 1994 on the on Interstate 40 between Texarkana and Memphis. He knows the month and the and, street. Yeah, nobody in particular. <laughs> no, it's just Jimmy. Henders. It's a harrowing memory that doesn't go away. A silver Ooh. truck pulled up alongside the van, and a guy sort of waving his fist, doing the rah rah thing, like cool rock and roll band oh, sort of deal. Henry Rollins. And uh, we we brushed it off or whatever, and then we looked back over there, and I looked. And he's sitting in his truck driving about 70 miles an hour in the left lane, and he's in, he's entirely naked, and he's masturbating, <laughs> Jim, looking Jim right Morrison. at all of us. Uh, <laughs> he's the biggest asshole I've ever called the podcast. <laughs> the man was? Connor Oberst. John Hulian. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so we tried to slow the, the van down to you know so he'd pass and just keep going but of course he slowed down with us and then we sped up and then he sped up and i mean he's stark naked and uh this lasted for maybe the longest three to five minutes of my life and uh so eventually he drove off and that's probably the most harrowing asshole that i've met in <laughs> my years of touring rock and roll. Have, you that ever, guy. have you ever worked nice. with uh will oldham i think you guys would be like a good pair like i forget like, like you I've never, no, I've never worked with him. We've met, we played together in 1999 on the, uh, I see a darkness tour and we have a lot of mutual friends. I'm friends with his brother, Ned, and we've toured together a little bit, uh, with his band, the Anomenon, but no, I, I've never gotten to work with Will. He's one of my favorites. I love, I love what he does. And, and I'm a bit of a completist with his records. I'm always fascinated oh, yeah. and interested and what he's doing and i love uh i love his brain i think he interviews extremely well and 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 uh i admire him a lot from afar but no i've never never worked with him i think you you guys should that's just my one man's opinion did All you right, read that did you read that, that up, book will? i will i'll try i'll try to set that up i'll, t I'll talk to will all the okay I'll yeah wait, I, you play <laughs> you play stupid with that Please. Is there a I website will. like if somebody <laughs> wants to look at your paintings and music what's yeah. the best website to will dash johnson.com well that, that's easy for you to say. yeah either either that or the i'm better with instagram than i am any of the other stuff but the instagram thing is just will dot will johnson texas or will johnson tx and there's a ton of paintings on there that i'll just post pictures of if somebody well, right? wants to commission or whatever you can dm me through there i can i can communicate through that that's no problem right, cool man thank you thank Great. you uh, will i can't thank you enough for being on the show I really appreciate yeah. it man man this I, has I, been a blast yeah, thank I, you guys very very much for having me along it, it was really enjoyable way to spend an evening thank well, you all. We really appreciate you talking to us that's very nice of you to say and uh you know i can't thank you enough well, that's really really uh, a treat for us so. bring you back sometime again 
Yeah, man. Anytime awesome. you want to talk, please do. All right, thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We'll be up there in the. Uh, we'll be up there in April. So uh, hopefully, I don't know. Maybe if you want to come to a show, just get in touch with me. We'll put you on the guest list. Oh, excellent! Cool. If you want to come in live to the I'm actual barrage, you don't know what you're asking for. The five of us are pretty drunk. Listen, right the now. guy's going to play a show. He's going to be tired. He doesn't want to come here. So. <laughs> <laughs> thanks come a lot. On out. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll we'll come to the show. We don't have to be on the guest list. I'll buy a ticket like a normal yeah. person. I won't. He said he's going to be right. on the list. Thanks, man. Right. Well, you guys uh, decide that in the interim. But thank you guys very much. <laughs> thanks, I really Will. Appreciate it's been great. It. Anytime, man. All uh, right. We appreciate you being on. Like, uh, like you, you don't understand. So, uh, that's Will Johnson well, of Central Mac. Well, thank, thank you. Thanks. thanks this has been fun. You guys take care. Maybe we'll see you in April. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks. There he goes. All righty. Bye bye. Later. Well. Good luck to you and your family. Yeah. There's Will Johnson. He's going on tour with Pedro oh, Del Valle oh next week. He's a, he's he's a rocking as we speak. I gotta say, uh, what a sweet, sweet, sweet man. Cool dude. I wanted to know if he was more folk than rock. Just, what do you I, think? You know, every day <laughs> I sit at work and I go, I don't want to do the show. I'm freezing my ass off. It's cold. And I, I love talking to people. Yeah, man. It suits you. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love finding out what's going on. Will Johnson, great guest. Great guest. Great dude. Good day. Right, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. We should take a break, right? Yeah. Tommy's been pointing at me for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Banging on the glass. The, the, this is what Tommy says about me. He says, You must be stopped. We'll be back after this. I got a bunch of Central Maddox to play, too. You know what? I'm going to play it. Screw you, Matt Sweeney. Here's Central Maddox. We'll be back after these words.
Don't you know the time is on your side? Regardless of what's written here for.
So, if I may add to the news. Yes. So, so here's another news story, and and and, and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. <laughs> What's that, Matt Sweeney? So, if I may add to the news. Yes. So, so here's another news story, and and and, and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. <laughs> yes. 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 I give you the men of Chavez. Chavez. What a band. I love Chavez. I yes. Chavez. Yes. I give you the man. The myth of Chavez. I just Donald Trumped everything in front hey, of me. It's live from the Bronx. <laughs> I just got everything yeah, out right of my way. You lied to us. <laughs> I come back and everything's in front of Ryan me. Ryan just cleared his desk of any readable material, <laughs> just like our president. He's got, he's got three fish fillets <laughs> waiting for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go eat these in bed. <laughs> Tweet on the crapper. I am keeping warm by candlelight. Great. I'm going to read this, this, this dumb freaking thing. Oh, there we trying go. To, Listen, man, one what thing has nothing to do with the other. All I got is this D harmonica, so all we can... Shut up. You know what? I watched um, Kingpin last night. You know the movie Kingpin? Does it hold up? I love Kingpin. Kingpin? It definitely does hold up, and I love Spider-Man's Kingpin. Spider-Man's rival? No. I watched, I watched a couple of movies last night. I watched one that was called uh, Alone what? in Berlin. Total Seuss Fest. It was perfect. I read the... Uh, it started, and it was Brendan Gleeson, who I love. You know that actor? Mm-hmm, yeah. Brendan Gleeson. Sure. He's in uh Pete, try to stay away. He's in um uh <laughs> he's in uh, I don't know, what's that what's it, what's the movie he's in? He's an Irish actor, Brendan Gleason. He's in uh the, is, the Irish movies that is he, he in, Oh uh, he's the Irish sec- guy in in the gangs of New York. Is he's he the, Super Troopers? That guy like, no, uh, no, no, that's that's uh Brian Cox. Okay, yeah. He was in uh the other one too, he's in the departed. Who's he's in, in the departed? Who's he in departed? Yeah. And he was he's in, in the sec- departed sexy beast. No, you think no, you're thinking of Ray Winstone. Winstrom. Oh, okay. Ray Winstrom. <laughs> that was a great movie. No, but Brendan Gleason, you would know him immediately if you I know saw he his is face. With the red beard. Character. I had no idea he was the red beard guy in Braveheart. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, uh, uh. Why stuff yourself? Who knew? He got Munson in the middle of nowhere. He got Munson. Kingpin's fantastic. Kingpin. Also, I saw that in the theater with and you, John. It's, it's even better watching it knowing that Randy Quaid has gone completely insane <laughs> and watching it like, and you try to like figure out what's going on. 
But at the end of it, all right. So at the very end, the, the the movie ends, and Blues Traveler is dressed as Amish people. And they but play, anyway, they play a ch- ch- concert, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyways, the name of the song is like "Some Mama But anyway, I had the soundtrack. <laughs> That's a good song, and I don't care who knows it. I like Burn, that Baby, Burn. Guy, and, and that guy's harmonica solo in that fucking song. And it's like... It's good. And listen, I don't care what you say about me from now on, whatever. I like Blues Traveler. So you say, I don't. The bandolier of... Jeez, God, man. I like that song. <laughs> What the hell do you think cigarettes are? You guys get me on the whippets or something. <laughs> he whips out this fucking harmonica solo in that song that is unreal. It's like Jimi Hendrix on the harmonica. You don't, I like Jimi Hendrix. You don't mow another guy's lawn. <laughs> My favorite. It's a good fucking movie. Don't mow another man's lawn. Yeah. yeah. Is it Roger Clemens is in Kingpin? Yes, he is. Yeah. And now I give you the men of Chavez. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, listen to that. I mean, that's ridiculous. And the other guitar comes in like, what the fuck is going on? Every band should sound exactly like this all the time. It's stupid. You ever see this video, right? Yeah, I'm watching this for the first time. F you, it's 231 episodes. I want to watch a video around. What channel is this on? <laughs> MTV. <laughs> Should I do the play by bait? There's a stripper and a firefighter down there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he just away. took everything off except his helmet and his swainy with no muscle. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like Macho Man Randy Savage a little bit. Break up your band. James Lowe's kicking ass. So, what's in the news, though? What's in the news? There's a guy with a rickshaw. They have to bring him out on a rickshaw. He's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) You're just tuning in. He's not a good dancer. He's ahead of the Weirdest video in his. Those ladies look horrified. They're having trouble controlling this last driver. (laughs) This guy's wearing a lion's mask. There's a lion's head. (laughs) Now he's wiggling his crotch. The audience it doesn't look happy, I gotta say. They're really not enjoying it. Non- nonplussed audience. He sprained his knee. Whose idea was all this? Rick Rubin. He's really hurt. There's people with headphones tending to him. The other guy has no idea he's coming down. This is a really great radio. <laughs> I give a fuck. <laughs> How did you find this? What was your reaction the first time you saw On YouTube.
Thank you. Stale, sexless, loud, and vague, so stop all you can. Speaking of which, what's in the news? Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Tommy Rockstar, what do you got for us? We got lots in the news. It's Tommy Rockstar's (laughs) news, everybody. Tommy Rockstar's bullshit. I disagree with that. Non-breaking news. Tommy Rockstar. What's that, Matt Sweeney? I feel like that one is 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 uh, is deliberate, uh, you know, subterfuge. Well, it's funny you say that, Matt right. Sweeney. But Trump talked. <laughs> on... What's that, Matt Sweeney? About Tommy it's Rockstar? Funny you say that, Matt. It's funny you say that, Matt Sweeney. That was the funniest shit ever. So, if I may add to the news, Please. yes. So, so here's another news story, and and and, and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. <laughs> wow. I love that Matt Sweeney's talking about it. <laughs> this story's out of Hollywood. <laughs> <clears throat> Nearly four decades after the unexplained drowning death of Hollywood star Natalie Wood. Oh, you Uh-oh. know. Hey, uh, what kind of wood doesn't float? <laughs> the L.A. County Sheriff's <laughs> Investigator <laughs> tells TRN that her then-husband, Robert w- Wagner, is... I mean, I've never heard of him. I, was, I, I just met him today. We were out on a boat, fishing for stripers. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in a murder case. Shot out of a cannon. Is now a person of interest in the case. A person of interest. Investigators want to speak with Wagner about the circumstances surrounding... I wasn't even there. Speak about, with him, I wasn't even there. I had a reverse mortgage. I just I went on a boat trip. Surrounding her death in 1981. You know, all of a sudden, Kevin Spacey's... Walking impression isn't so funny. He's yeah. he a good p- Pacino. <laughs> I do a good Pacino. <laughs> I always time dance. to time. I always dance. This, according to statements, I'm molesting made. young boys. He asked for it. This, according <laughs> to, to murdering Natalie Wood. <laughs> <laughs> this, according to statements. Holy shit, by man. the way, live from the Rogers here to say, not allegedly. I believe uh, we all know that Christopher Walken. Uh, we want to get sued. Christopher Walken murdered Natalie Wood. <laughs> allegedly. Bring, bring on your libel. <laughs> this, according to statements, slander. Slander what? <laughs> <laughs> this according to statements made in the new CBS program quote Natalie Wood death in the dark water uh, death in the dark water uh, to be broadcast I, I tomorrow night I auditioned for the part of Natalie Wood <laughs> it was the I cl- didn't make it it's the Klondike 7 <laughs> quote as we funny. <laughs> uh, Natalie Wood and uh, Jim Keen and Sal they were all killed. Anytime you're FBI dead like, for more f- than 150 years, is funny. <laughs> Quote, as we investigated the case over you the last... You got two choices. <laughs> <laughs> you can never do that again. Or you could die. <laughs> then overboard she went. Can you swim? Ah, man overboard. Thurston Howell III died mysteriously. Mayday, mayday. Mayday, mayday. mayday. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> going down. I'm going down with the ship. I'm I got a career to think about. I'm all by myself. It's a Poseidon adventure. <laughs> I'm 20,000 leagues <laughs> under the sea. Jules Verne. Captain sea. Nemo over here. Under the sea. <laughs> I'm auditioning for... Under the sea. Many women and children first. I'm never going to get through this. <laughs> get through this. As you can do it, Tommy. Quote, as we're we... going to sell bread at the gig. <laughs> How's that sound? Nice little loaf. Take home the mom. I'm banging stripers. Quote, as we investigated the case over the last six years, we think he's more of a person of interest now. Uh, LA... Yeah, there was this guy who's... <laughs> Robert Wood. <laughs> Call them Bob. 
10 to 6. So where were you on uh, April uh, 13th between uh, the hours of 10 and 6? 10 to 6. L.A. <laughs> County Did Sheriff's... you play any games on the boat? I fancy a nice game of bad gammon. <laughs> L.A. County Sheriff's Department Lieutenant John... That full of shit. L.A. County <laughs> Sheriff's Department Lieutenant John B. Snooper tells TRN. Oh, uh, adding that Wagner was the last person to I be... I believe it <laughs> violates the quality of life laws. <laughs> adding that <laughs> Wagner was the last person to be seen with Natalie before she disappeared. Nat. The la- the la- well, of course he was. They were the only fucking three people on the boat. Last person to be seen with her. She fell in the fucking water. Wood drowned off the coast Water. Of, of Catalina Island. It's cold. I got a story straight. Imagine I, I, I put my foot on her head. My son, no, I, I said too much. <laughs> she drowned off I the coast. I said, co- get the nine iron, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Chris Walker is always smiling because he's like, I'm like almost 90 and I'm, I'm almost getting away with it. If I could just die soon. See more Casal. Wood drowned off the coast of Alba. Catalina Island in California in 1981. Beautiful. After she went missing with her fam- from her family's yacht called Splendor. No, uh, no more. Also aboard that night uh, was Captain Dennis. <laughs> the unsinkable too, I thought it was. <laughs> Captain Dennis Davern and Wood's close friend Christopher Walken. Hey, Captain. Uh, the next day, the actress man. was found floating in the water wearing a red jacket and a flannel nightgown. You got your six pack. <laughs> After a two-week investigation, oh, what does fuck? The death was ruled an accident, but in 2011, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and James Dean went into a motorcycle crash. Sound video, and they all died. It's the FBI. Everything's I'm not you. a conspiracy. It's all about man. density. But in 2011, the LA County Sheriff's Department reopened the death investigation. Ultimately, oh no, <laughs> statute limitations. <laughs> statute limitations <laughs> on murder. Changing Never. the manner of death. I gotta move in with Polanski. <laughs> from accidental drowning. <laughs> hey, to, Roman. To drowning from oh, undetermined factors. Like You're hogging the couch. Be like, wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> I suffer with my art. Hogging Somebody called Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's the greatest living actor. This story's out of England. <laughs> oh, chip, chip. A pe- Wait a What's what happened? Did we solve hey, the Bobby, murder of Natalie Wood? Listen, listen to the goddamn story. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Bobby Knight? No, that they re- they reopen the investigation and oh, they're- you should keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> you got Rico. Stop being a rat. Robert Wagner's a <laughs> person of interest. Damn, more to follow. Stool pigeon. <laughs> this story's out of England. Apparently, the Tide Pod epi- epidemic- I call him number two. <laughs> the tide it, it goes the other way over there. <laughs> Took her out. <laughs> then bring her back to see. Wait, you haven't heard about I, the mango pod? That's even worse. <laughs> I bought mango pods for a young woman. Apparently, the tide pod ec- epidemic like affecting epidemic. You, the youth you in the United States. freak out over nothing. The youth in the United States isn't the only parental crisis in the news. Pa- <laughs> I love love. Parents in England. <laughs> <laughs> Parents in England have supposedly been making their children drink industrial bleach. Oh, that's about right. To cure them of, you know, it's good for you. <laughs> of yeah, autism. Take your medicine. To cure them of autism. Oh, that's with, sick. With the potential deadly practice uh, traced back to a mysterious cult in the United States. Mm. According to the British tabloid, that's what's up. That's oh, <laughs> <laughs> what's up. According to the British tabloid, what's all this then? <laughs> British police officers have probed cases in which children Bobby as, is they're called. as young as two years old were forced to undergo the potentially lethal treatment. Mm. Uh, the remedy being administered <laughs> MMS or <laughs> Miracle <laughs> Mineral Solution. 
with a secret Facebook group touting its use as uh, desperate parents in the United Kingdom are trying to... Choochie Tri-State shit. Yaggity sags. The method was promoted... <laughs> Overboard. ...by a controversial church in the United States called... Like Zappa, not crap. Yeah, I, I grabbed the stones. <laughs> In the 2016 investigation, a TRNN report found that un- the underground network called Southern uh, Center in Southern California promoting the practice as a cure for ailments including cancer, Parkinson's, and autism. Uh, good for what else you love? That's insane, Tommy. That can't be true. No, it's modern day. There's a small cult that's forcing kids to drink bleach. It's real. Bottle of red. <laughs> Bottle of white. <laughs> Whatever kind of mood I'm in tonight. <laughs> it's really not my fault, but I really have nothing to do with it. I just got here. <laughs> but um, apparently, we got we got a bottle of white and we got a bottle of red. <laughs> Doctors tell Tyrion that the claims are groundless, Doctors. and the solutions can cause serious harm. We'll have more on this as it develops. Oh man. This story is out of New Jersey. (laughs) A woman at Newark Liberty Airport uh, recently brought a peacock to join her at United Airlines flight, according to reports. Are you going to book this? (laughs) The passenger claimed that she bought an extra ticket. (laughs) The passenger claimed that she bought an extra ticket to seat what she called a quote emotional support bird, but uh, United Airlines denied her boarding. Yeah, they wouldn't let it on. Have you heard about that? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they let a whole this bunch of true. falcons on. That's true. Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Paul, falcons. Did you ever hear a peacock on a plane fall? <laughs> Other, <laughs> I don't get you. Other airlines like Delta had made headlines recently. You a cop? <laughs> when they announced an update to their support animal Problem policy. Problem with the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a peacock in the luggage? <laughs> 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 Problem with the luggage, Paul? Making updates to their support animal (laughs) policy based on the report that, quote, animal related incidents such as urinating, aggression, and biting have increased 84% since last year. 84 fold. Was it a peacock or a hen? A peacock. A full fledged peacock? Holy cow. (laughs) Full fledged. (laughs) The woman named Marsha Fowler apparently threw a fit at the gate, angrily telling uh, gate agents that the bird. her name is Marsha Fowler. Fowler. Oh. F-O. I don't make this w- shit up. Yeah, right. Angrily told gate agents tell you. that the bird whom she named Mr. Furley was critical <laughs> to her. If, if, an, if, an alligator, if an alligator doesn't bite the pilot's head off. <laughs> was critical to her ability to travel and was of no harm to other passengers. And it was the kosher meal. <laughs> the airline's new rules require passengers with emotional support animals to prove that they've been well trained and fully vaccinated if they plan to fly. There had to be a hen. A peacock's feathers are like six feet long. Oh. <laughs> Other passengers. What? what? <laughs> the cock has the long plumage while the hen doesn't. Horse of a different color. He goes to peacock fights. Can we isolate that. Uh, other passengers oh. on the flight told TNN that they are grateful for the airline's decision to ban the mystical bird. Mystical. Mystical. <laughs> mystical. <laughs> These birds, they have special powers. Look at the plumage. 
The flora, the fauna, the well, plumage. I got it from the grotto. What else you got, Tommy? Let's see. The story's out of New York. <clears throat> I used to drink at the plumage on Second Avenue. According to reports, happy hour. It was a swanky lounge. <laughs> Quick draw. Nice. The actor. <laughs> the, <laughs> can relax. The actor for once. Forget about your troubles. Forget about the, the all the murders you've committed. <laughs> the actor who played uh, Barney the dinosaur for ten years oh, went, I heard about this. went from starring in a children's show. <laughs> Hello there. To, <laughs> to now running his own tantric sex business. I right. love you. You love me. We love all each other. Yes, a tantric sex business. David Joyner, who was uh, who wore the purple Tyrannosaurus Rex costume from mm. 1991 to 2001, <laughs> told TRN this week. He told TRN this week that he began working as a ta- tantric <laughs> massage specialist and spiritual healer mm. after leaving the popular PBS show Barney and Friends. Wasn't he thrown off? That was my major in college. <laughs> I'm out of here, motherfuckers. <laughs> no one's commented on the chat box in like two hours. No, <laughs> <laughs> tuned out the Chavez YouTube minutes. <laughs> Joyner started his practice in 2004 and treats around 30 clients a week. Well, who- tuned out during the Chavez year- YouTube hour? Hello there. Hello. Hello there, call me Barney. Big purple. Who he oh, refers to as goddesses. <laughs> the 54-year-old actor said that his current job holds many similarities to the time he played at Barney. 54? I thought he was like a million years old. <laughs> the Dinosaur en- and shit. Quote, the <laughs> energy I brought up while in costume is based off the foundation of Tantra, yes. which is love, Joyner said. Yes. Everything stems, grows, and evolves from love. Chakras. <laughs> I aligned my chakras last night, buddy. All you need I totally did. I put on a YouTube thing aligning my chakras. Even when you have blocked energy, the to best way me sleep. to remove it is with love. I got through like two chakras and I love fell asleep. <laughs> two chakras on the U-Porn. Uh, though many people uh, think about Sting's seven-hour sex marathon when they hear the no, word we, tantra. No one thinks about <laughs> No. Oh, you guys don't? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Joyner said tantra. that the practice is more, uh, much more than that. Right. The former actor said that he would use his tantra training to get through long sets uh, while in the costume, sometimes weighing up to 70 pounds and working for several hours. you got to breathe through your feet. Ah, <laughs> tantra. He credits the practice for helping him maintaining a, quote, abundance of Why joy. Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? <laughs> while uh, in extremely hot conditions in the costume. Uh, he said, quote, I, will, I always said it was never an accident. I was meant to do this character for the children. Mm, mm, mm. And according to that, that's the news. Ooh, thanks for the children, too. And that's the news. Yeah, Good yeah. job, Tommy hey, Rockstar. Tommy. All right. Hey, listen, we, did, we didn't interrupt the last two news stories. They were boring as fuck. <laughs> One day we should all just not say a word and let him do a whole story. <laughs> what and he'll probably flip out. Oh, listen. <laughs> I don't know if you can if handle you, it. I'll, I'll bet you 20 bucks you can't show up for the next three minutes. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Running a gym. Running a gym. You're supposed to be a news guy. What are you getting your fucking... That's our (laughs) Chicago. All right, Tommy Rockstar. And that's the news, 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 and that's the news. I was feeling down a little bit and stuff, and then I was thinking about... I actually, believe it or not, I'm not making a joke. I was... I go... Man, I'm I'm gonna be happy to see Tom. Oh, you know and I'm 100 percent serious about that. I'm like, you know what? 
Tommy does a good job, and I'm going to be happy to see Tommy, and everything's going to be all right. Right back at you, man. I haven't been here in about two weeks, so I was thinking the same thing, man. It's nice really? to see you Really? It's been two weeks? Yeah, I was in California oh, last man. week. Yeah, so it's good, yeah, it's good to have you back, Tommy yeah. Roxa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You I did called it from the hotel room. I called it from the hotel. You, you, called, yeah, <laughs> you guys told me that I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It doesn't translate well over the phone, Tommy. The know, news is so pressing when we can't stare you in the I, face. Can I just say, total bullshit with Pat Walsh. I was honestly like, I didn't have the news prepared, so I just pulled up odd, like oh, Yahoo really? Odd News. We, we tell. I was trying to edit and like speak at the same time, and it was so hard. John, it's funny you mention that because <laughs> <laughs> there were so many things that I just omitted on the fly. It was awful, but anyway. What's that, Mario? I, what did I say? I didn't say anything. Fresh bullshit from Mario. All right, I guess it's time. And you know what time it is? It's time for everybody's favorite part of the uh, show. My favorite part of the show the is when I, when I get really mad Sabbath 71. from not winning the game, and it's called the Ryan game, everybody. Yeah. yeah. The part of the show where I, I stammer out of here. From a bar yeah, all in Queens, New York. That's right. It's time to play yeah. the, Ryan <laughs> the Ryan game. Where we Spelling expose bee. these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. Here's your host, mm. Ryan Collison. Yeah. Let's move on with the game. Let's go while we're young. <laughs> <laughs> and begin. Can I just tell you guys something? The Ryan game will change your life. What is You're it? Right. I'm so what is it, Tommy? I love my fiance because every time I finish the news, she sends me a text that says, Good job on the news, baby. Oh, very, really? Very oh, nice. That You're right. Sweet. I'm so yes. fucking stupid. Sorry, was that right? You're right. I'm so fucking stupid. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Fuck the audience. <laughs> when I bend over, scream into my ass. What do I? <laughs> Every week, Ryan comes up with a game for us. We don't know what it's going to be. What's in the game, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, the game tonight. Uh, I have uh, Name That Tunes nice. type of game. And begin. Except this one is all game show theme songs. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Ah, ooh. All right. Uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do like a write down game or do you just want to call them out? Whatever you want. Because I'm not going to set up the buzzer. So. We're too lazy. Let's too, go while we're young. Too cold for buzzers. <laughs> Rocco. All right. You're just going to call them out? It is a little cold. Right. Is it Kojak? So right. I got. I only have ten Cold questions. Jack. So we'll run through the first quick. one. Who gets it? Gets yeah. By the way, it's like eighteen degrees. Everybody is freezing. My hands are freezing. My toes are Phones freezing. Broke. We all want to kill each other. Why do we do this? Because it's. I don't know. I'm having fun. I'm happy. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> I got electric socks on. Right I now. have nowhere else to go. <laughs> he has an I, app on his socks. All right. <laughs> I got. I got my level I never up, John. Thought I'd see the day. I control it with a phone. Electric socks. I'm privileged to freeze with all of you. Swamp. I had a dream with electric socks is my favorite sting song. Tentric. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so are we ready? What's yes, in the Ryan game? Oh, right, just yeah. play it. Yeah, number one. The right. Ryan game by Ryan Collison. All right. Is That's this great. Take it easy. Did I get it? Um, what was that? I don't know. What are you? Yeah, are you yeah. Ready? I'm, ready. I'm ready to play. I think okay. you should be good. Okay, good. I'm up on my head. We're just screaming it out? Yeah. Yeah, why not? All right, here we go. Pyramid. Price uh, is right. Price. It's a $25,000 pyramid. Yeah, he gets it. Pyramid. He said pyramid's good. Pyramid's good. Pyramid's good enough. I like it, Mario. Pyramid's good. Give me a couple easy ones. Got it. I'm not going to argue with you and fight and quit the show. I didn't say <laughs> pyramid. I said something else. All right. You didn't? Nope. He said, he said price is right. Oh. Look. Who said pyramid? Well, I did. Pete did. Pete did. Pyram- yeah. Pete, Pete gets the point. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the books. Point for Thanks Pete. for not fighting with me anyway. Yeah. All right. I tried to be magnanimous. <laughs> Diplomatics. Question number two. Family Feud. Tommy nice Rockstar. job, Tommy Rockstar. You're the best. I love this song. You're the best. Oh, it gets funky in the 
dueling banjos. The, the second verse gets kind of funky. Would you record this in a tin can? <laughs> no, that was the quality of uh, you record the sound this in your YouTube Mazda that I pulled Miata? it off of YouTube. That's how it network. sounded yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> That's what yeah. things sounded like back in the 70s. Do you fellas you know, know I could score some goofballs? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I play every sound on the entire page. Right. page. Is number three. The price is right. Let's make a deal. Dating game. Um, old timey game. The newlywed game. The old timey game. <laughs> Match game. Show of shows. Name that too. Here's the deal. When you want to yell, you're like, just like, yell. Oh, I got the gong show. Wait, right, good you got you. it. Ryan, is that right? Stop that yelling. Correct. I'm going to disqualify you yeah, from Mario, life. Stop yelling. Yeah. Mario. Chuck <laughs> Barris. Good <laughs> job, Mario. Give yourself an extra yes. point for knowing Chuck Barris. Yes. No. 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 Okay, no. Forget it. Everyone knows no. Chuck Barris. Number four. Barris. Newlywed game. We're all embarrassed for you. Dating game. Stop yelling. Stop yelling. I'm turning this mic off. Stand back. Stand back for excited. Oh, Jesus. Love boat, the game. Yeah, exactly. Dating game. Nah. Dating game, newlywed game. Uh, you want to hear it again or you want to move on? Uh, yeah, no, none of us. Tell me something old. You don't want to hear that again. Yeah. Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares is correct. Oh, really? Give yeah. it nice. I get a point. Yeah. Yeah, that's like late yes. 80s right there. That's I'm trying to think of like an. Uh, yeah. Johnny, you look at the chat box to get that answer? No. They're not answering. No. I, they, oh, okay. There's no answer. <laughs> this, the, the last person who wrote was yes, nice. There's nobody listening. There's a picture of a cat. The, the we have a podcast to worry about, Mary. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, go ahead. It's too cold. Question number five. Tight podcast. $25,000 pyramid. $25,000 Joker's Wild. No. Ooh. Oh, uh, guess. Who wants to be a millionaire? No. No. Who doesn't want to be? It's pretty though? easy. It's you just not. It's been a while since you heard of it this way. Let's make a deal. Oh, no. it's a rehash game. It's Jeopardy. No. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Deep cut. My life's in jeopardy. Ooh, this is just jeopardy. Oh my god, what song were you trying to sing at Poker the other night? Oh no. What? <laughs> what is... That was a great song. I was thinking of it today, you uh, remember? Magic Carpet Ride. Magic Carpet Ride. He's like, how's that go, Step Mary? inside, girl. See my ride, girl. Make me take you miles away. Yeah, the neighbors are calling. Oh, there, was another one. there was another one he was singing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, hey, Jude. He's you like, don't you know what? I've been seeing. Come on, take a ride with me. I'm cold. I want to go home. Next. <laughs> Question number six. We're halfway there. <laughs> We're halfway there. Shit. Uh, fucking match, dating game. Match game. Match game. Yeah. Uh, give me two points at that. Just like the boys, Gene. I got caught. Match game. <laughs> Uh, hi, Gene. Well, hi, Gene. I don't think that's something you know about. <laughs> it's a sloppy pushy. What? You could say, <laughs> she could say big cock, but I can't see big cock coming out of my mouth. Peacock? They have incredible plumage. Oh, that's great. Mr. Announcer, some music, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're like six feet long. Question number seven, Mario. Price is right. Market speak. 
Time to play the game. What a game that is, we don't know. <laughs> that one piano note. Ooh. I know this song. Scrabble. Shit. Scrabble. Just say games. Somebody's got to get it. Uh, I know this one. Big I money. No, it's called um, it's called Pressure Luck. Pressure yeah. Luck. Yeah. Press this. Three points. That was a damn good He got it yeah. right Oh, did you get those yes. outtakes, by the way, John, from uh, oh my Wheel of Fortune? I have them, yeah. I'm ready to play them when you are. All right, I'll do it after this. All right. yeah, I, I found call. some outtakes Dude, from that's Wheel of Fortune. I texted you, so I was cracking up. Like Bill O'Reilly style? Price is right! Price is right. Okay, good. I've been waiting for that the whole show. I put that one in there for you. Seriously, stop screaming, please. Please stop screaming. You're out of control tonight. Yeah. Little bit. You could yeah. scream, but just scream off mic. I have diabetes. I lost my teeth. I'm drunk. Take a whip of mellow out. I have diabetes. <laughs> this is a hard one. Mission Impossible. Cap Cap. Oh, it's like 80s. Like No, it's way older than that. I, really? That's yeah, actually, it is 80s. It's like early. This is your life. It's like 1980. I was going to say that. It's uh, no. Connection, no. It's Knight Rider, the game. No. Wink Martindale was the host. <laughs> Debt. Um, Debt? No. Oh, what's my line? No. What's your line? Uh, I knew I, I should have canceled my game show network <laughs> there you subscription. Go, trying to steal my it's, the answer right is, answers. The answer, what's the answer is Tic Tac Doh. Oh, oh Tic Tac Doh. I got one more. Doh. Here it comes. I could tie you, John. Love the dating game. game. I got it first. Neither you got it. Newlywed Newlyweds. Newlyweds. Uh, dating game was a little Spanish flea. What's my line? Feel my balls. Oh, it's... Um, Come on, Mario. You can do oh, it. Oh, this one, I thought this was going to be a, a softball. Yeah. I, get, I thought I was I pitching mean, underhand over here. times. I'm not looking at anything. Oh, Who's the host? Play it again, Ryan. Do the hustle. You want to hear it again? Yes. Lumbo. Match game. Uh, match game's a little Spanish beat. That's all we know. Uh, guys, come on. This is Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. Those crafty fortuneers. All right, I'm done. Who's the, who's the winner here, Mario? John, by Johnny Chat, three points. John by default. You really? Got it. You I, got it. I thought me and you were tied. I had two. You win, John. You're the All best right. around. All right, I'm the best Beat around, around baby. Yeah. Yeah. Around. Because you stole it. I'm gonna toast you by drinking hot wax. No. Shut you up. You know, I, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Ryan's coworkers were on Wheel of Fortune, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I got some outtakes from the show. St. <laughs> Jack takes. What happened to those? They I had them up? all set up, yeah. Maybe yeah, they're the down here. The Sometimes they move. Hey, Ryan, yeah. Wheel of Fortune. Ryan, Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so here's a... <laughs> Just pretty... Got a little out of control. I don't know how to set this up. All right. At two. Well, these he, are... Here's are some Wheel of Fortune things that... Uh, right, everybody know. listen. Will misfortune maybe. It's kind of kind of weird that. Right. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Read it. All lives matter. Yeah, that's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's an outtake. <laughs> I think it's. Wait a second. That's Mrs. Fang. <laughs> right. 
Fang did really well. I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> All lives matter. <laughs> this is a very political uh, version of Wheel of Fortune. I don't think Pat Sajak's there. I don't know if the... Yeah, uh, it was a little racy to make it to the, the air. Center, let's see what another one is. I'd like to solve. It is missing. Build Fang. that wall. <laughs> wow. Undertones, man. I like the audience. <laughs> The old plug. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Okay. Straight out of Compton, <laughs> a crazy nigga like Ice Cube. Wow, I, didn't, I, I don't know what, if I should play that. Who the fuck writer would make that like the final answer? That's I think it's crazy. crazy motherfucker. <laughs> crazy motherfucker. Just for the record, we said ninja, not anything That's else. Crazy. That's crazy. We dropped the beat. I crazy. have just one thing to say to you. <laughs> I'd like to uh, solve to... the puzzle. Go ahead. I'm tripping my fucking face off. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow, that's, that's I, I don't remember that episode. That makes six of us. <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle, please. Okay. Live from the Barrage sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad you didn't say live from the Barrage snacks. <laughs> this is fucked up, man. I'd like to solve the puzzle, please. Okay. Shut your fucking pie hole in one. <laughs> Brian, you got me. Shut your pie hole, what? You set me up, Brian. I'm in very Let me look, let me look. Wait a second. Let him look. We have a million dollar winner. million bucks. Autumn, you've hit the jackpot with one million dollars. Wow. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Read it. Lock her up. Yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Lock her up. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts, because here I come. Everyone. <laughs> You're crazy, Ryan. <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle. Read it. Lock her up. Lock yeah, her up. That's <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. I like the way that people read it. They're like, lock her up. <laughs> I, and and this inspired me when Ryan sent these to me that I was I was watching like real because I tried to find the the real fortune that I swear to God I saw and Colette was, is my witness that it was T Leone and David Duchovny and everybody got it wrong it was you know <laughs> T Leone and David Duchovny one guy goes T Leone and David Duchovny he's wrong the next person goes. Taya Leone and David Duchovny, and he's wrong. <laughs> and, like, he's ridiculous. So I watched these old, like, uh, Wheel of Fortune, Wheel right. of Misfortune right. takes. It's fucking great, man. You guys got me. Some, some people, so I watched one, it was three military guys, three, like, jawheads, you know? Why are you watching the wall, man? That shit went around, like, three I times, and they had to just, like, end it. Because right. no one could pronounce Regis Philbin... <laughs> And Kelly Ripa. Right. <laughs> the guy's like, Regis Philb, man, and Kelly Ripa. Regis Phillips. It went around like three fucking times. Green, they gave everyone everyone got like two chances. Captain Phillips and <laughs> Regis. And Phil Kelly, Byrne. Kelly Ripa and File bin. Phil Brin <laughs> and <laughs> Kelly Ripa. Right. And then the next guy's so like proud of himself. He goes, oh, I got it, this motherfucker. You know, he goes, uh, Regis, Regis Philb, man. And Kelly Riper, and, they, and they're like, no. And he, and Pat no. Jack looks off stage to some dude who's just shaking his head. <laughs> he looks over to Wish I could, pal. That's me on the game his show. name is George. I found uh, out. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, George. No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> 
<laughs> he looks over to Geraldo. You guys totally got me with that. The way you set I'd that like up. I'd like to solve the Are puzzle. Are you it was real? Yeah. I'm tripping my fucking face off. <laughs> <laughs> this one was the one who said it straight. I love that. Who is that? Oh, uh, that's uh, that's uh, she Laura. Sounds she sounds hot. With us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's cool. <laughs> she an intern. <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle. Go ahead. I'm tripping my fucking face. Can you make off. A, Can you make her say like I'd like to solve the puzzle? I want to have sex with John Lennon. It's turning me on. Right? Hey, easy, easy, pal. Oh, sorry. All right, all right, all right. Sorry. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, thank you, Fang. Thank you, Fang. The great Fang checking in. I, I love miss Fang this Fang. In. Yeah, bring Fang back. Thanks. You know, we said Fang, uh, Fang, Fang, Fang. You want Fang? I'd like, I like to solve. Fang. Build that. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta listen to Pat's reactions to these two. <laughs> I know, I love it. Everybody's slow. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Read it. Read All it. lives matter. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. Brilliant. Excellent job, man. I love that shit. That's yeah, fucking yeah. funny. Thank you. Thank you. Is the game over? Is the news yeah, over? Yeah, we're done. It's all over. Are it's we freezing? It's over, Johnny. What do we do? Let's go huddle by the fire. All yeah. Right. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring. Here's my Uber. Are you listening? In the lane. So it's good. Thank you for uh, listening to Live from the Brass tonight on Radio Nope. Uh, stick around for a repeat of music, music on with music off. Or music off with music on, whatever the fuck that shit. Get some big oh. guests coming up. Ah, shit. I forgot to ask the guy from Tuna Can Jones the ID. Uh, oh, All right, here, I'll do it for him. Hi, uh, this is Will Johnson. I'll tell you what. You're listening to the Top Dollar Hour. With Tuna Can Jones on Radio Nope. So stick around for the Tuna Can Jones Top Dollar Hour. Uh, he also will be interviewing Will Johnson. Uh, you know what? Their artwork is very similar. That's right. It's folk, man. It's the music and more so the art is a... Oh, I love it. Go look on yeah, what's his Chad website, Yeah, Chad is right. Uh, Sajak is right when he fucks. What is his here. website? Who? PatSajak.com? Will, Will Johnson. Right, Bart. You guys have any plugs to make? By the way, the live from the barrage.com doesn't redirect anywhere anymore. I just checked it out before. It's like, oh, would you like to buy this domain? Stop it. I'm telling you. Oh, no. Right, we got to talk. Floating in cyber gotta world? Got to talk. Patreon. Sir. Listen, thanks for hanging out with me, Well, guys. tonight I'll be giving OxyContin a 10th caller. 10-second <laughs> <laughs> cocktails. You hold <laughs> I've changed, man. You've changed? What happened to you? It's just diabetic socks now. I haven't had a potato, a piece of bread, or pasta in three weeks. I'm melting. Really? It doesn't seem to be affecting your voice. My teeth are out of my mouth. But it's been a sh- it's been a real honor, and we come here in the cold to do this. In the honor, in the honor in the of honor. hanging out, and I want to thank my audience. Keep that hate mail coming. I've been watching a lot of. Uh, I watched this movie last night called Alone in Berlin. So uh, then I watched it. It was very boring, and uh, then I, I started. I started uh, googling like all the Nazi stuff. And that was on like Nazipedia and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bummed me out. And I'm like, and, and I go, wow, there's a very thin line between like me and like these like like nerds who read Nazi books now because I'm like reading about Goebbels and how he killed himself or Goebbels, Goebbels, whatever the Gerbils? fuck his stupid name is. Yeah, he was in the Total War. Like, if you had a bakery. Oh. Listen, I'll tell you about it later, Tommy. He's, Everything he's I know about the Nazis, I learned from uh, Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week, I think, maybe. We'll see what the temperature's like. 
And uh, lots of exciting guests coming out. Gentlemen, this is uh, something exciting. See ya. Uh, our next guest made his uh, stand-up debut. I did not remember that. This man began his television stand-up debut with us 25 years ago. Didn't know that. Week. I didn't know that. Very talented actor. Nobody funnier. Ladies and gentlemen, Norm MacDonald. Paul, Paul Schaefer's no John Popper, I'll tell you that. Uh, thanks, guys. Listen, I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, me and Oprah are making the same money tonight. But uh, <laughs> the show has loosened up considerably, I noticed. <laughs> I was watching... Oprah and uh, Dave talking about weed and booze. And... I've never, I don't do either of those. The hardest drug I ever did, LSD. And uh, I remember as a kid, I was like 16, and I remember they told, warned me, they said, hey, you gotta be careful with that LSD on account of you can get a flashback. 10 years can go by, 20 years, 30 years, and a flashback will happen. So I thought, hey, that seems like a good deal. You know, you you tell me I buy a drug for five dollars, I eat it, I get high, and then 20 years later I get high again? <laughs> That's not the point. I like to stretch my drug dollar. The point is this. <laughs> 10 years have passed, 20 years have passed, 30 years have passed, and no flashbacks. What a jip that turned out to be. <laughs> Just more horse by the big acid companies, that's all it is. <laughs> but I can't believe it's been a quarter century since I made my television debut. It was all different back then. You know, it was back then, I remember if you wanted to take a picture, you would use a camera. <laughs> Not a telephone. As a matter of fact, if you used the telephone, people would look at you odd. <laughs> you know, like, just stay still, I guess. <laughs> what about in the old days when they took pictures of you way, way back, you know, where they pulled that thing and it exploded and stuff? <laughs> I got a picture of my great-grandfather. The thing took six hours. Uh, take your picture, and uh, uh, the picture of my great grandfather won. They only had, every guy had one picture back then. <laughs> and it's just him, like. <laughs> I gotta get back, feed them hogs. <laughs> Who's gonna feed the hogs? <laughs> Somebody gotta feed them hogs. Now, in the future, of course, it'll be different. 50 years from now, people will be going like, hey, you want to uh, see 100,000 pictures of my great-grandfather? <laughs> I got him right here, plus everything he did every day of his life. Hey, this occurred to me today. Uh, ID, ID, which I had to show it again. There's a strange abbreviation when you think about it. I is short for 
I. And then D is short for dentification. They could have split that one up a little better, you know? But I watch the TV, I watch the news, make you afraid of the news, you know? Put all these stories on, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, you know, try to scare you, you know? But does it ever really scare you? Like, you ever wake up in the middle of the night, ah, North Korea! <laughs> that little tiny country across the ocean. I wonder if they'll get me. Plus, didn't MASH settle that like 20 years ago? <laughs> Why'd I have to watch that stupid show? There is one country that worries me, though. Not Iraq, not Iran, not North Korea. The only country that really worries me is uh, the country of Germany. I don't know if you guys are history buffs or not, but... Uh, <laughs> In the early uh, part of the previous century, Germany decided to go to war. And uh, who did they go to war with? The world. <laughs> it had never been tried before. And uh, so you figure that would take about five seconds for the world to win, but uh, no, it was actually close. And uh, Germany decides again to go to war, and again it chooses as its enemy the world. <laughs> and this time they have that guy, Schrankly, Schrankly, that guy. And I'm not even going to dignify him by saying his name, but I think you know what I'm talking <laughs> But you'd think at that point the world will go, listen, Germany. Here's the deal, you don't get to be a country no more on account of you keep attacking the world. I mean, what, do you, what do you think, you're Mars or something? Anyways, listen, folks, this will be my last time on uh, the David Letterman show, I understand. <laughs> And you know, you know, you guys, we all know that David Letterman was the greatest talk show who, uh, host who ever lived. But I... I remember Dave differently because the first time I saw him, I was 13 years old. I was living in... Uh, <laughs> 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 I was living in Toronto, Canada, and I went to a talk show they had there, and uh, David Letterman was the stand-up comedian on the show, and uh, I loved stand-up, and David Letterman did this joke that I told everybody this joke, I love this joke, it still uh, stays with me, it was my favorite stand-up joke ever, so I'd like to do it for you if you'd like to hear it. <laughs> Because um, I, uh, I, I was on the street the other day, and uh, 
I, uh, I saw a garbage truck, and on the back of the garbage truck, there was a small sign that said, please do not follow too closely. <laughs> Another of life's simple pleasures, ruined by a meddling bureaucracy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You remember the old days when, when Dad would pile the kids in the station wagon and we'd all go out and follow a garbage truck? <laughs> so anyways, I'd just like to say, I know that uh, Mr. Letterman is uh, 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 not for the mockish, and uh, he, has, uh, he has no truck for the sentimental, but if something is true, it is not sentimental, and I say in truth, I love you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lord. Lord.
Falls forever. Let's move on with our lab. I'm a heavy heat of feet about a million of my boobs. Denim and leather brought us all together, but it was you that set the spirit free. Good night. Hey, listen, have a, have a good trip, Susie. Bye-bye. Think about me, all right? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, do I hate them fancy lads.